Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Why all the whining? We'll get to that in just about a minute. But now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noah, Andy Furman, and away we go. And without further ado, bring out that red carpet. Let me introduce this man, the hardest working man in entertainment today. Not only sports radio, but entertainment. My friend, my partner, my buddy, the one, the only, Brian Noah. I can't wait to hear your voice again. B, how are you? What's going on, Andy Furman? Good to be here with you on a Sunday morning. Bright and early, baby. Very chipper. How's your, you're how's very your Sunday chipper. doing so far? Oh, very cold here, about 22 degrees, but I can handle it. Ooh. I can handle it. I'm ready to rock and roll. How about I the snow? Go. Any snow? They say later today, rain, mixture with snow, but I'm not here to give the weather. I want to talk sports. I'm not a weatherman. I wish I was. Because if How I was a weather, you know what? If you're a weatherman on TV, you could get like, you got about three out of 10. Three out of ten, and you're oh, a hero, yeah. or right? A Hall of Famer, if that's no the one case. keeps yeah, records but... of weathermen. I mean, you're, you're out there in Portland, you're watching the weather guys on TV. Nine out of ten times, they're wrong. No one yeah. cares. There's no credibility. I don't pay attention to them. It's the greatest yeah. job in the world being a weatherman. Let me ask really. you this though, real quickly. I know you don't want to talk weather, but I'm going to ask you go about ahead. weather. Go, go How ahead. can it be 22 years old and be a mixture of rain and snow? How can that be the case? Start off with rain, snow later on in the day. 
But if that's it's 22, said. shouldn't it just be snow the whole time? I would time? think so. I would think so. But again, that's what the weathermen said, and I got to believe them, but they're usually wrong. Hmm. I, I call shenanigans on that. If it's 22 years old and there's moisture, degrees. it degrees. should be snow. I would think so. Under 32 yeah. <laughs> degrees, you think it's snow. You would think. Yeah. Free, freezing rain at least. At least freezing rain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would think so, I could man. care less. I'm staying indoors. Snow. I'll be indoors you, you, today what, watching wait, wait, hold on, Andy. Before we go any further, you could what? I couldn't care less. There we go. Yeah, yeah, thank baby. you. Yeah. I couldn't care less. Thank you. <laughs> you should have been an English teacher. There you go. You know, I, I, I don't normally like to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I don't like to give morons credit. Okay, but Jonas Knox, who was our undercard, was a moron with this statement, with this show preceding us. And I love him to death. Believe it or not, I do. But he was a moron. He's talking what do you about do? The, what do you say? the Alliance of Professional Football. I, I, I enjoy it. Jonas. I, I, I enjoyed what I saw last night. I watched San Antonio beat up on San Diego 15-6. to 6, And he's saying this, the transparency with the officials, with the sky judge, isn't a good thing. And he made the moronic stretch, the moronic comparison to boxing. Because in boxing, they did it round by round. This is an immediacy. This is an immediate decision. People want to know right then and there, and I think it's wonderful. Now, some of the calls were outlandish, and some were crazy, all right? But to compare it to boxing is a bad stretch, period. Mm. Coming out of the gate strong against our guy, Jay Knox. I, I love like him it, to but- death, but he was wrong, 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 and I hate to give him the credit on our big show because he's nothing more than the undercard for <laughs> <Jonas>. us. <laughs> well, when it comes to, I don't know if he's specifically talking about the replay official. Is that what both of you guys are talking about? Yes. Where the replay yes. official is mic'd up and you can hear the conversation as they break down whether the call is going to stand yeah, or they're going to overturn it. it. We have it, yeah. by the way. You know, our, our, our executive producer, he must read minds because we, ha- we talk about it. He has it. We're going to play the audio of replay officials making the decision. Here's one from each game. Take a listen to this and see what you have to say. Only one foot in, plus loss of control. So we are going to go incomplete pass on this play. So we're going to go back to the line of, to the previous spot. Previous spot was the 42, minus 42. And the clock should, should be incomplete. And it was a 4-12 on the clock at time of incomplete pass. Ball hits the ground. I'm going to let this stand. Terry Valenti, the replay it's rolling official. on the ground. He's using the ground to keep it in there. The ball, the ground helps him. We're going to let it stand. So she's going to agree with the call on the field. No touchdown. She feels that the ground helped the catch at He's the end of the catch. Definitely touched. Ball is down on the ground, sliding. Wait a minute, one second. We've got an elbow down. Got it. <laughs> And touch. No, we're going to overturn this and reverse this to a catch in the end zone for a score by Orlando. He's got possession. He tucks it in. His elbow hits. The ball is in control in his arms. We've got a score. You got to love it. You got to love that, really. Okay, so she changed her mind. Okay, so big deal. But at least we're there. We're in the room and listening. We can hear it. We can see what exactly is going on. I love that. The I transparency. do too. I love I the love transparency it. of it. Yes, if this. Same thing unfolded in the NFL, though. Do you realize what would be said? I mean, really, it could have been a week eight game, you know? But it, right. if the replay official was like, no, nah, it's clearly not a catch. I mean, the ground helped him catch it. That's no. Wait a minute. 
Now the elbow's down. We're going to go touchdown here. Like, it was a complete 180. How did right. that happen? I have no problem with the transparency. I have a problem with the 180. Right. How did now she go from one extreme to the other just like that? And it'll be very interesting to see if she'll be back in the booth as a sky judge next week. But that's okay. I don't I don't wish any harm on her career. But the point no. is this. It was very enjoyable to see what goes on to be inside. That's what it's yeah. all about. Be but inside the thing is, Andy, behind the curtain. Like, yeah, I loved it. I thought that was great. But uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. It was early in the morning here, <laughs> to be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> maybe it'll come right back to me. I, I just thought that dynamic of the, the replay official, us being able to hear them, that was really cool. I don't remember what I was going to tell you. They are so trying to shoehorn offense into the AAF. Like, that was a clear... I think that the thought process of this replay official, Terry Valenti... She was like, nah, I don't think that's a catch. And then it was like a board meeting a month ago where she was like, oh, wait, wait, we're going to try to be offensively friendly over here, you know? Yeah. Screw it. Touchdown. Let's go with that. The other game I was watching with San Diego and San Antonio, early in the game, quarterback had third and four. He picked up a good three yards, way short. And the official was like, first down, move the chains. Let's go. Like, they are so trying to keep the game offensively friendly, and I think that's what the reversal was all about. Yeah, and the Sky Judge, I watched that game. The Sky Judge didn't fix that call. It was a third right. and four. You're exactly right. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. you know, what the heck? I mean, the good news is we're still talking football. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know about you, but I did watch the open. I wanted to make sure I saw the open of the game last night, 8 o'clock Eastern last night on CBS, and it was tremendous. They say, hey, football's not over. It's the most depressing day of the year, the Super Bowl, the end of the football season. No, it's still here. I thought it was tremendous. I liked the open. I really did. I got yeah. goosebumps. I got yeah. goosebumps. I did. I can't come even close to saying it was tremendous, but it's football. If you right. go in right. knowing what it is, this is football fast food. That's what it is. This is the 2 o'clock run to crack in the yak. You know, if you go to Jack in the Box at 2 a.m., like, it's it's fast food. It's not a seven-course meal. So as long as you go in realizing it's nowhere even close to the quality value of the NFL, if you appreciate it for what it is, you're, you're probably going to enjoy it a lot more with that mindset. You know why I enjoy that? I figured it out. You're right. The talent level is not the same. These are guys that has-beens or never was, right? Looking for yeah. second chances or looking for closure in their life. That's exactly what they're doing. But why I love it, get this. No one's mentioned this. There are no divas in this league. There are hardworking, yeah. blue-collar guys that are no divas. You don't have yeah. Antonio Brown doing pictures in the end zone. And, you know, I'm I don't sorry, really, I'll take the divas all day. Right, <laughs> I, and I don't mind the divas. I mean, I live with them. I accept them. It's part of the Sunday ritual for the NFL. But this league is no diva. It's a no diva league, which to me is a different taste. That's all it is, a different taste. You like chocolate? I like vanilla. That's it. Different taste. I don't know. I guess it's just they play hard. I'll tell you that yeah, they, much. Do. They, they compete and they play hard. Not to say that the NFL guys don't, but sometimes they can go through the motions every now and then. You know, right. you're not going to see that in the AAF. So as long as you realize it's not going to be the greatest execution, just kind of dumb down the expectations with the league, I think you're going to enjoy it a little bit. Well, and I'll tell you what, I need to throw this over to our executive producer, Gavin Kinzel, the big G, the goon man, because not only does he love the Gavin league, the he's, he's wagering on the league. He's talking about the Berkovici hit. This guy's like all in. Gavin, you're all in. <laughs> okay. You're all in you on guys, this league. You guys want to take the best 
hit I saw in football this whole year happened in three minutes of an AAF game. That's not true. That was an amazing <laughs> Mike Berkovici was sent back to Arizona State. That was an amazing Double. hit. Find I forgot out. about him being at Arizona State. Yeah. And you totally were wagering. You wagered on these games. I, Where was there a line? Was there a line on these games? Yeah, Did you there win? was. Uh, no. I, I took no. the underdog. <laughs> I took my San Diego fleet. My, you took your San yeah. Diego fleet, huh? Five You've point, adopted yeah. them. Yeah. Five-point right. dogs. Did you see the end? They had a Hail Mary that should have been caught. You should have won I that bet, Gavin. I was watching the Thunder at that point. Oh, you're yeah, lucky. Really? You should ch- try to go see that final play. Because the guy tossed it in the end zone. It was a mini Hail Mary. It was a good 30-yard pass, but everybody was huddled in the end zone like it was a Hail Mary. Your San Diego fleet receiver had the ball and somehow didn't come down with it, but that would have been a cover for you. Yeah. And you know, yeah. you know, tonight you're going to be watching your Salt Lake Stallions because Marvin Lewis <laughs> is going to be doing the game on TV. I can't wait. I want to see the Salt Lake Stallions. How's that? The only hey, thing man. I don't understand, do you think people will be out at the University of Utah watching these games in the middle of February? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, will people fill the stands in mid to late February in Salt Lake City? That's the question. I, well, the, the answer would be absolutely not. Will they fill the stadium? There might be a few stragglers here and there, but we're not going to be filled to capacity over here in February over in Utah, Andy. That's not, not happening. the homeless. They should invite the homeless people in the stands, give them blankets and put them in there just to fill the stands up. You don't want to be on television with empty stands. You know what I'm For saying? For the Utes, maybe. For the Stallions, no. Right. Not going to be filled to capacity. Big question for my man, Mr. No. Will yeah. this league survive? Will it make it where others have not? Well, I like how they're positioning themselves because they didn't make the stupid mistake the XFL did. The XFL was trying to go head-to-head with the NFL, and right. you're just going to get clobbered. The AAF is basically saying this is, a, this is a middle ground between college and the NFL. This is the minor leagues. So as long as you align yourself that way where you're trying to I don't know, like have the NFL put its arm around you and almost give you its blessing. That's the way you want to position yourself as a league. And it sounds like the AAF is a lot smarter with their approach than the XFL was. As long as you take that approach, you got a shot to stick around for a little while. They've certainly called themselves a developmental league. And more than that, I think this league's got credibility where the XFL was kind of staged by a wrestling promoter and it kind of made it more entertainment than football. This league has credibility with Steve Spurrier, Dennis Erickson, Mike Riley, Mike Martz. These guys have been there, done that. So I think that that in itself lends some credibility and maybe some strength to this league maybe surviving. Well, yeah, you just got to have the players. You got to have the quality on the field because you can have these named coaches and Moose Johnston is the is a GM, right? Like, And they're doing all of these interviews. Heinz Ward is involved, Bill Polian. There, there are a lot right. of names involved with this. But the names are on the sidelines, either as coaches or GMs. Like, you have to have the names on the field and when your marquee names are guys like Christian Hackenberg and Trent Richardson who completely fizzled out of the NFL at some point that's going to matter once you get beyond week one and hey this is a new product let me sample it let me see what it's all about you've got to have the substance on the field and that's something that they're going to have to battle to get because they clearly don't have it right now there's a bigger name you know what the bigger name is CBS CBS, that's huge. I mean, when I heard yeah. that the games would be on CBS, that's pretty big. I mean, that's well, real big. Well, NBC was pretty big also, and the XFL completely yeah. fizzled out. 
It's going to be interesting to see if the mainline media, if we'll have beat writers, will the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, will, you know, will papers in non in non cities of franchises, will they cover this sport? Will the Associated Press carry the standings and statistics? That's the key. You know, nah. if it's carried by media, then it can maybe get a little push and get going. The key is about the fans sampling it. If oh, the yeah. ratings are there, the coverage is going to be there. There's no way the press, the media would be like, man, look at these ratings. They're off the charts. Eh, we don't like it. Screw it. We're not covering it. They're going to go where the people want you to go. So if the ratings are there, the coverage is going to be there. That's the whole key is you've got to produce the ratings. And if you don't have any names, I mean, they have no names, the ratings are not going to be there. Like, you've got to get some names that people are familiar with. Well, you know, I, I tell you something about coverage. I mean, they cover the WNBA, and there's no ratings whatsoever in the WNBA. And I'm saying the Associated Press, which basically handles the, the wire service for standings and statistics nationwide, they carry the WNBA standings in non-WNBA cities. I live in a city that doesn't have a WNBA franchise, and I could pick up the daily paper and see the WNBA standings there. So I would think that this league would have credibility factor to at least have their standings cross-country and the schedule of the games. I like how you're valuing this. Let me ask you this. Do you think yeah. that because the standings are published with the WNBA, is the league thriving all of a sudden? Now? No. No, okay, not so at all. It really that's doesn't what I'm matter saying. a whole heck of a lot at the end of the day. No, that's what I'm saying. If that league could get their standings nationwide coverage, then I would assume this league will do, do the same. Right. And my point is, who the hell cares? Like, it well, really doesn't matter anyway. No, but I think it goes hand in hand. If the standings are out there and uh, you see the schedule, you Andy, may I, I just you asked may you about sample. the WNBA. You may, no, no, you like, may sample the product. No, they're not sampling it at the WNBA. But I'll tell you what, there are some cities that are thriving. I mean, the Indiana Fever does real well attendance-wise. Okay, There are some cities that do well. I'm not a big fan of the league, but I will say this, that if you have coverage, that sometimes lends a person to maybe sample the product. Okay. I would go out and say there aren't a whole lot of people sampling newspapers. I, I would just make that point. No, I, I agree. I, I'm just saying that you have to have some sort of coverage, be it radio, sure, TV, sure. newspaper. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, without that, you, you're finished, other than that. But we'll continue. Good conversation here. And I'm sure people want to join in. They could do that on Twitter, at The No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. What a lineup today. The end of this hour, Bronx Talk Radio with Sammy K. Hour number two, Bottom Barrel Betting. And hour number three, the Sheik himself reporting from the Super Bowl from a week ago what he did, what happened there. Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. Follow that up with nose picks. We can't wait. But he deserved the trophy, but he deserved to play, did he? That's next. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Cre- Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? 
Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You really care? Well, we'll find out in just about a minute. About 22 past the hour, this is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Ohm, Andy Furman. And did you know that we're brought to you by Discover? Yes, get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. All right, By the way, Andy Furman, go. can yeah. I ask you real quickly, what's you your favorite Jimmy Hendrix song, huh? Uh, if I Six was I... Nine, very underrated. Very underrated. Nice poll by Iowa Sam right there. I wouldn't have it in my top three, but very overlooked, very I, underrated no. song. What Jimmy do you have Hendrix number one? Is, he's not even in my top ten. Forget what? it. No, what? No, 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 no. What? No, no. Not in no. your top ten. No, no, no love for Jim. No, no love for Jimmy, no. I'll give you. I'll give you one of my favorite brains. I want to hear. I want to hear yours. Yes. Little Wing. You never hear oh, the song. song. Amazing song. Great song. Great. great I can play work. that song actually on the 
the guitar over there. Really? Well, I want to hear you, you play it live on sometime. this show. Well, you I don't need have to bring a guitar the guitar in. in. Right now. Now, I'll, I'll bring it in. I'll bring in bring the axe. In. We'll do some jamming sometime. I want to hear sure. Yes. I want to hear you yeah. play a little Jimi Hendrix. Then we'll get some Slayer. Oh, yeah. We'll get some Slayer Rain bumper music. Live bumper music yeah. on this yeah, show. Right. I like that idea. It's a great idea by you. Bring it in next week. I want to hear it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to hear there's it. A, Okay, I'll try to. I'll try to remember that because there's a few things I gotta. I gra- gotta. Grab I'll remind you during the week. I'll, I'll remind. Be done. Can be done. Right. Yeah, Sounds we'll great. make that happen. All right. Speaking of weeks, we're on last week with the Super Bowl. I want to mention a couple of things. Okay, you know, you have an event today in today's sports world. There's got to be controversy, really, and, and we have it. We have it in the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman. Now, I'll explain this in my most illogical, logical means, okay? If you're a racist and even involved in domestic violence, your career is finished, basically. It really is. If you test positive for PEDs, you become a Super Bowl MVP. Edelman, look, I will say this. He deserved the honor. He had 10 catches, 8 for first downs, 6 were for 10 yards or more. And that 25-yard catch on third down kept the Patriots' first scoring drive alive. But maybe... Just maybe he shouldn't have been on the field at all. That's all I'm thinking. He missed Andy, his first four Andy. games. You know, let me tell you why. I know he missed the first four games and people forgot it. I don't think anybody mentioned it during the broadcast. He missed the first four games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substance. And in Major League Baseball, he would have been ineligible for postseason play. All right? That's all I'm saying. So let me get this straight. This isn't football. Okay, uh, this isn't baseball. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so, are you advocating the same thing should happen in the NFL that happens in MLB? Are you saying that Julian Edelman or anybody who gets pops for performance enhancing drugs they shouldn't be on the field in the postseason? Well, you're, you're like, what jumping, are you saying here? You're jumping from A to B. I'll, I'm just saying. I'm just drawing a, a picture. I'm, I'm putting a portrait out there, and I'm saying that the NFL doesn't really care about PEDs. Because the game honestly benefits from these guys playing. I'm glad Julian Edelman played. I love the Patriots. I love Edelman. I was upset that he missed the first four games. I'm just saying that right now, look at the difference. Look at the disparity in football and baseball. And honestly, no one cares. No one cares. There's not one fan on God's green earth that really cares that he played or didn't play or takes PEDs or not. That's what I'm saying. I think the difference in how it's viewed in both sports, it's illogical. It's weird that it's the biggest deal ever in baseball, and it's essentially a non-issue in football if there are athletes that are using performance-enhancing drugs. So I don't get that. I don't understand how unbalanced it is. But with that being said, I'm just trying to find out what your actual point is with Julian Edelman. No, you just know it's not him. He he happens to be the one that was popped, and he was a Super Bowl MVP. But but you made the point that I I was driving home. One sport is the biggest thing in the world. The other sport puts their head in the ground. That's all I'm saying. And I love that Edelman played. And he certainly deserved the MVP. He was the MVP. No doubt in my mind he was the MVP. Okay, you're just objecting to the the difference in opinion. Like the backlash is so much more severe with baseball players cheating and than why football is that? players cheating. And why, God, why is I don't that? Have a great, I don't have a great answer for you because it's illogical. I can't explain something that's illogical. Because football, you think about the benefits of being bigger, faster, stronger, and recovering quicker. I would argue it makes a much bigger difference in football than it does yes, baseball. Because it's a shorter season reason, as well. It's just like, meh, yawn. Football right. player popped for roids. Who cares? Or great PEDs. Big deal. Like I, I don't understand how that's 
the reaction, but that's what it is. It's crazy. Right. It's, it is crazy, and that's what I was driving home. Because no one in the NFL admits to using steroids. No one admits to using HDH or anything else that gives them that edge, that edge or the advantage that allows them to stay on the field. And guess what? I'll say it again. No one cares. The coaches don't care. The teams don't care. The league obviously doesn't care. And honestly, the fans don't care. And in baseball, it's like, oh, wow. Wow. Right. PEDs? Right. Hall of Fame? Are you kidding me? Roger Clemens? Hall of Fame? No way! No way! Yeah. What's, what's the difference? It's a different... Di- I, I don't know why. It's strange, but uh, <laughs> you go back to Brian Cushing. Remember when he was a rookie oh, yeah. with the Houston Texans? Yes. He got popped for PEDs. They re-voted for, I think it was what, Defensive Rookie of the Year? He still won the award! Right. <laughs> like they, right. They, they, they do. He was dirty. He still won it. And there's not a better indication of voters not caring. That's just how it is. It's strange. But I will tell you something that's even more illogical than this unbalanced reaction between baseball and football players using PEDs. It's this groundswell for Julian Edelman, the Hall of Famer. Julian Edelman isn't even close to being a Hall of Famer. He's got two seasons of 1,000 yards receiving. And that topic Two came seasons. up during the game. I mean, I, I think one of the announcers said, and this clinches his birth to Canton. Oh, my I gosh. I think I heard it's someone crazy. say that. Like Nate Burleson on CBS, he was banging that drum. Adam Schefter had a tweet after the game where it's like, oh, Julian Edelman, he's, uh, he's nearing Canton. No, he's not. He's not even close. Julian Edelman is a nice football player. He deserved to be Super Bowl MVP. That's fine. He is at sniffing the Hall of Fame. Deion Branch was a Super Bowl MVP. For the Patriots. He has better receiving numbers than Julian Edelman does. And Deion Branch is nowhere near the Hall of Fame, nor should he be. Stop it with this Julian Edelman in the Hall. People confuse rings, MVPs. It's all messed up into one. They think that because you're on a great team and you've done well, you're a Hall of Fame. It doesn't work that way, but people are confused. They really are confused by it. They confuse greatness with MVPs or greatness with rings, and you could be great and never have won a ring in any sport. Really. And I go back in history, and I don't want to show how how back I go with history, but there are great (laughs) players in baseball that have never been to a World Series that were great, that are in the Hall of Fame, and never touched the World Series. That's just the way they would never want a ring. That's the way. But but this day and age, no ring, you're no good. No good. No ring. I don't agree with that because the Hall of Fame, you just saw a few guys go in. Tony Gonzalez. Right. Amazing career. One in six in the postseason. Okay, so you don't have to have a ring to get in there. Champ Bailey, 5-6 and six postseason record. He's in the Hall of Fame, and he belongs there. So you don't have to have the postseason success or the rings to be in the Hall of Fame. It isn't a prerequisite, and there are a lot of examples that back that up. Right. But like with, with Julian Edelman and the point that you're making is that doesn't make your entire career. If you do win a ring, if you are a Super Bowl MVP, you got to bring more credentials to the table if you're to be a pro football Hall of Famer. And Edelman just doesn't have it. He's 248th in all-time receiving yards. 248! Like, you start playing the game of who's ahead of Julian Edelman. It's a long list of guys that were just dudes in the NFL. You know? Like, he's he's not even remotely close. It is the ultimate prisoner of the moment take. But we have to ask our guy in our number three, Alex Marvez, who has a vote for the Hall of Fame. Oh, would my gosh. He vote I hope he Jul- would say the same thing. I'm going to ask him that question. If look at Isaac wants Bruce. To, you could ask him. Andy, look at Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce has three times the touchdowns as Julian Edelman. 
Three times the receiving yards, basically. Twice the catches. Isaac Bruce is having a heck of a time getting to the Hall of Fame. He, he won a Super Bowl. He had the game-winning catch mm-hmm. in the Rams' Super Bowl win. And he's having a hard time getting there. Julian Edelman. Get out of here with your um, Julian Edelman Hall of Fame take. Conversation on this is more than welcome. Do it on Twitter at The No Show at Andy Furman FSR or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We apologize, but we're going to tell you which NFL quarterback is after the big bucks. That's next, but first to our guy, the King, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. We do start with the NBA where... A couple of massive comebacks on Saturday night. First in Houston, we look at Oklahoma City. They were down 26 playing at the Rockets. Russell Westbrook led the way with his ninth straight triple-double. It ties an NBA record as the Thunder win 117-112. Earlier in the night, the Clippers were down even bigger. 28-point deficit. And they came all the way back to beat Boston. In fact, they beat them by 11, 123 to 112. Donovan Mitchell, 23 points. Rudy Gobert, 21. Utah, 125-105 win over San Antonio. Milwaukee, top record in the East, but they did lose on Saturday to Orlando, 103-83. Giannis did not play for the Bucs in that game. Toronto debuted at their new center. That's Marcus Gasol. He scored just seven points as he gets acquainted with the new teammates. But the Raptors still were winners on the road, beating the Knicks 104-99. You need to make good choices. With True Car, you've got a star in your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. And Saturday was the debut of the Alliance of American Football. And despite the fact that Andy Furman said that he had no interest for weeks leading up to it, he was excited with Orlando crushing Atlanta 40-6 and San Antonio ground out a 15-6 win over San Diego. One thing you're not going to find there are quarterbacks looking for a big contract, at least not yet. Back to you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll see you in about an hour. I never said that. I never said that. Really. We got another That's football league news. coming up, and, and I don't care about it. Who's going to care about this league? Let's talk about why baseball stinks. Really? That's fake news. Look at my man, Brian. No, Brian, you got a tweet, I know. I don't want to hear what Ralph is saying to me. He's you are to fake news. He's Have you noticed up with how me. feisty Ralph has gotten toward you? I know. These I last he couple of me. weeks? He won't he, talk to me. He's very, very feisty these last couple Be of weeks. Be careful, Ralphie. Be careful, Ralphie. You're going like, to step hey, in it one I'm, day. I'm not against the feistiness of Ralph Irvin. I'm, co- I'm, I'm pro-feisty, Ralph. As long as it's feisty gotta, towards me, I know. We got a tweet here from Cat. And it just simply says... With a C or a K? With a K. Okay. And he just says, I'm listening in Portland, Oregon. That's all. Great, great. Yeah, nice. Well, we Shout out Rip that. City. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out over here. Yeah. yeah, I want to go back for a sec on this Julian Edelman thing because uh, I got to admit something, and I know Ralph is going to go nuts when I say this. My wife was watching the Ellen show the other day, and she called me into the room, and she said, Julian Edelman's on, and they shaved off his beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was pretty neat. I watched that. That was, was pretty cool. neat. Yeah. yeah, it was a good yeah. little deal there. I yeah. saw that too. I didn't see it live, but I saw Ellen shaving the beard off. And then Not bad. they donated yeah. money to charity. That was cool. Cool. You know yeah. what? And it gave me an idea. You know how hard I'm trying to promote our show. And last week, packages were sent out once again to every late night show, <laughs> including 60 Minutes and CBS Sunday Morning. I hit them all. I really did. So maybe in the next week, we'll get a phone call. But I'm thinking maybe we should grow beards and have Ellen shave them off. We'll do it for charity. Not bad. What do you think? 
Yeah, that's whatever not a bad it takes. Idea. Whatever we, it we takes. We need a feel good. We need a feel good aspect to the show because that's what a lot of these stories right, are about. Right. So right. something has to happen, Andy. You need to have a hardship. You know what? We need to no. break both of your legs. Donate and a then body you continue part. Continue doing the show. You know, what if I donate a body part. Well, which body I, I part? I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> You've got to overcome give hardships. Blood. Give yeah. blood. Give sperm. No, we move on. Okay, I'll think of something. I I don't know if this brainstorming process is going our way right now. Yeah. All right. We got the Bronx Talk Radio in less than 10 minutes with Sammy K. But let's talk about quarterbacking for a second. Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott says he's never going to take a team-friendly deal like the Patriots quarterback Tom Brady did. And he's got a pretty good, well, not a good reason. He's got a reason. He says there's a major difference between those two quarterbacks, Brady and himself. They're significant others. He says nobody's wife makes as much money as his wife does. This is what Prescott told USA Today. Quote, when Tom Brady isn't the breadwinner in the home, then that's a great problem to have. All right? Giselle Bunchen, she earned $10 million in 2018. I mean, why would he bring that up? Is it envy? Is it jealousy? Forget about what the guy's wife makes. That's, that's a weak excuse. Well, I understand what he's saying. And Giselle is worth around $400 million. And he's essentially saying it's easier for Tom Brady to take a a haircut, you know, take a pay cut, essentially, right. and take less than his market value because of his wife. And I understand the reasoning, but here's the thing I would push back on. For anybody to put it only on Brady's wife and what she makes to say, well, that's why he takes less money. Do you right. really think it's impossible to envision Tom Brady, if you never met Giselle, and he doesn't have a wife who makes even close to what Giselle makes. Can you still not see Tom Brady taking the contracts that he does? Like, no way, no how, impossible. Right. I still think he does the same thing. I, I do, too. I really do, because I think that he is more obsessed with showing people that they were wrong picking him in the sixth round, had that chip on his shoulder. That's what motivated him. Not right. so much money. That's the motivation factor with Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I think he probably does the same thing. At least you can't say with 100% certainty, oh, well, without Giselle, he would be taking max right. money. You That's can't say weak. that for sure. Right. But the weak. thing is with Dak, I think he'd be better suited doing something along the lines of Tom Brady. I'm not going to criticize him if he doesn't. It sounds like he's not going you to You mean whatsoever. getting married to a rich rich, rich young lady? Is that well, what you're saying? Well, I mean, that, that'd oh. be okay too, sure. Yeah. But I'm talking more so about the contracts that he has. If you take a little less than market value, a little less than what they're willing to give you, and you put that back into the team, sure. I think that's the better way to go about no it. Doubt. And especially for Dak Prescott. Imagine this, Andy. If you're his agent, if you're his personal advisor, I think this makes more sense to say, hey, Dak, if they offer you 25, just say, hey, give me 23 and we're no, good. If I'm his agent, say, go, go call a Cardi B. Cool Cardi B up, <laughs> but, really. But, but think about it, Andy. Like We always talk about the narrative with athletes in sports. Yeah. The narrative with Dak Prescott, if he's taking $25 million or around there, it's like, oh, this Dak Prescott, he's hamstringing the franchise. He's not worth that money. It's such a negative point of view where if you're giving some of that money back, it changes the narrative. It changes the perspective and the right. viewpoint of how – People are talking about no you. Doubt about I think it. it works better if you do that. I agree. And look what happened. I'll go to an example. Joe Flacco, when he backed up the Brinks truck, I think that was the demise of that team. I mean, there was no money left for anybody else. I, I've seen it happen. He got all the money, but there's nothing else left. 
You, you can't. I mean, I, and I think that people looked at him and there was kind of a hate situation over there, the envy, the jealousy, whatever it may be, and maybe jealousy from your own players in your own clubhouse. I mean, I, I'm with you right there. If Dak Prescott does the Tom Brady route as far as money's a concern, I think it's best for all, his image as well as his team. Yeah, I do too. And I'm not going to crush him. I'm not even going to criticize him if he doesn't. I'm not going to talk trash about any player who maximizes their value and takes every dollar that they should be making. I just have more respect, and I'll give you more props if you give a little bit back in an effort to make that roster better and put yourself in a better position to win. I will give you more credit that way, but I'm not going to crush you if you don't go that path. Amen. Amen. My guy, Brian Noam, Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Getting the last word is a major problem. Bronx Talk Radio is freaking next. Bronx Talk Radio right around the bend. 13 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. And we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply now. The man who gets it all going. And we can't wait for him to go. The one and only, Sammy K. Guys. Guys. It's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great Sammy K. My boys, listen. Yeah, I wrote the. I hand wrote these notes. That's how much I care about this. Uh, there's my voice. Uh, I got it now. <laughs> I got a frog in my throat. Yeah. Boy, uh, my dudes. Let's get <laughs> down to a rousing start already. There. Yeah. It's got to be better yeah, than last probation, week. Right? You know that, though. It's got to be better than last week. Uh, all right, let's uh, take a look. We got a lot to talk about here. Let's start in Kansas City, huh? Listen, the Kansas City Chiefs GM, Brett Veach. Brett Veach. He was Veach. on uh, local KC Radio on Thursday. Quoth the Veach. Quoth. The Chiefs' kingdom can be assured no more basketball for Pat. We were able to nip that in the bud. Listen, they don't want Pat Mahomes playing basketball. I got a problem with that. That's overreach. That is overreach. Don't you tell him what to do. Is that overreach? Is that overreach? It's going to be one of these things where a little spin move goes awry. He steps on a foot. He twists an ankle. Like, what's the point? Huh? What's he plays the point football. in risking a freaking franchise like that? Let I'm me tell you about Brent this guy. Beach. I love that GM. I don't want him drinking. I don't want him with women. I don't want him skydiving. I don't want him you swimming. Bu- you want I don't want him playing basketball. You want to bubble wrap him. Well, right. You went crazy over there with no women there. Andy right, right, right. How do you think he gets from sideline to sideline? He's he's playing basketball. He stays fit in the offseason. No. You can still stay scrambler. fit without playing freaking basketball. He plays football. He could... Get his arm broken off on in a game. Ugh, I got oh, a problem stop with that. I don't it. like it. I don't like it. It's overreach. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep moving. Let's stay in the Midwest. All right, let's go to Chicago. Chicago. Listen to me. The Chicago, Chicago Cubbies not looking so good. Did you guys hear about these Joe Ricketts oh, emails that not. came out? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Woo! Good. Oh. Spicy. Uh, not, well, okay. That I think aside. Ricketts is going to be the next governor of Virginia. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oh, I don't hope not. Let's hope not. Let's move on. Let's say no. They got the they got the Joe Ricketts emails. Then you got the Tom Ricketts, his son, giving uh, Addison Russell another chance. You had the silent bats the last playoff. The Cubs are looking pretty bad. They can't wait for the season to start. 
What do you, yeah, what's that uh, you, Brian? Papa, Papa Ricketts over there, right? <laughs> Where it was uh, Papa Ricketts. Get the internet away from him, all right? Yes. Don't have any well, emails, no nothing, because you you cannot have a look in 2019 where there was something in the emails where there was the N word and he yes, it wasn't a lot of him stuff. writing it, but he was he was commenting like, "Ha ha, this is a great! I got a good laugh out of this one." You cannot in this day and age have that going on for obvious reasons. You got to be better than that. And this hey, is Mr. Ricketts, bad, bad let me tell you the something. The internet and booze is a bad look. Let me just tell you that right now. And if you don't believe me, ask Jerry Richardson. He lost his team for stupid comments like that. So you be careful. You hear me? They were granted private emails. They got hacked, which is a terrible thing. But now that we saw that, they got the light of day. It's a bad deal. Bad the deal for the Cubs. Bad, bad Joe deal. Madden, there's uh, speculation about his future with the team. Cubbies, uh, they can't wait for this season to start. Oh, let's move on. Yeah, Nothing about yeah. the Cubs. Racists right. are freaking idiots. That's it's crazy talk. Say. It's crazy. Right. You dope see Greg Popovich get his San Antonio spores bleached on Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. I feel like this guy, the game has passed him by. His defenses oh, can't stop what? these highfalutin what offenses anymore. What are you talking anymore. about He's there, done. Huh? It's a He'll never win a title again. Mind. You've been drinking bleach over there. Maybe. Yeah. That could be. <laughs> that could be. Greg Popovich don't know what he's doing. Not no that. Man. He's what just never going to win a title again. He can't beat Golden Does that State. Mean he doesn't know what he's freaking doing. Got Who's got to Golden State? He's a Hall of Fame he, coach. He doesn't Bite your tongue. He's Bite a great tongue, coach. But I just feel like, boy, he'll never be able to get another title with Golden State out there Who looming. Is? Nobody. Who is? Yeah, you're right. They're right. You. No, Who you're right. Is? That's that's yeah. the bottom line. Is nobody will. Golden State will just win every title until we all die. That's what's going to happen. All right. But, but you're going to call out Greg Popovich and nobody else. Well, well Greg, listen. He's lost. His I'm fastball. shame on you. I'm used shame to seeing you. his defenses lock down teams, and they gave up what 130 points to the Golden State Warriors. My goodness. My goodness. It's not his freaking fault. I know. Right? Bad players. Close all right. Hey, speaking of the NBA, did you see Harrison Barnes get traded? That was yeah, Mid-game. What's going on? We need some rules. We need I some like groundwork. That. Some ground rules. Funny. Good that was guys. Nice. It's the wild, yeah. wild west over like there it. at the trade deadline. That's give, how it goes. Give the guy some respect. Let him finish out the game, okay? Jeez. But how does he go back into his other locker room to get his clothes after the game is over? That's the question I had. He, he, had took, his he magically appeared room. in Sacramento. He played the second half for the Kings. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know, but his clothes were in the first half. Well, they mailed them to him. They mailed them to him. It's is crazy. That what they do? Uh, one more thing. Also, I'm saying Duke is just already a national champion. They go and they wipe the floor of Virginia. Very impressive by Duke. Last thing. Zion. Zion. Yeah, Zion. Zion. There Zion. You go. Zion. Zion. Pay attention, Andy. Okay, Give me a Zion. Hey, you guys like shoveling snow. How you feel about that? I think it's a good I workout. Do. Underrated. Who really? loves to shovel snow? Uh, huh? you know, you look forward you're to crazy it? today. You've been drinking that bleach. The Miami Dolphins. Like, I wish I had some freaking snow to shovel. Is that what you're saying? The uh, Dolphins offensive line coach loves to shovel snow. Oh, Gabba you know oh, Come in the way. That's a shot. Give me some more bleach. I want bleach. Yeah. Antonio Brown's got a lot of bleach right under his nose. enjoyable about Uh, shoveling snow in the freaking cold. I'm pouring pouring bleach on this segment. My goodness. Give it to me. There's a new game in town that's coming right up. But right now, let us say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And it's my great pleasure, it's my honor to introduce the hardest working man in show business today who happens to be my friend and partner, the one, the only, Brian No. Hello, B. How are you today? 
Doing fantastic, Andy Furman. Always a freaking pleasure. And I mean yes. that to be talking some sports with you. Yes. How are you doing this morning? I'm huh? doing great. Everything's wonderful. Football's continuing. I love it. After the Super Bowl last week, I cried. And I say, maybe AAF. And I kind of enjoyed it. It's football. And you know, I didn't know anybody who was playing. There was a seventh-round pick, uh, a quarterback from the Cincinnati Bengals who was playing last night for... Uh, I think San Antonio, who played the University of Toledo, I enjoyed it. It's not the same function that I get watching an NFL game. I don't get the juices flowing as much, but it's football. That's the name of the game. It's true, and I'll just say this real quickly while we're talking some AAF. What do you think about this rule? Now, there are no kickoffs. They have no kickoffs in the AAF. You get the ball at the 25-yard line after a score or to start the game, after the half, what have you, right? Yeah. You don't like the no kickoffs. No. Well, I tell you what, for several reasons. Number one, it's one of the most exciting plays in the game of football, period. Number one. Yeah. Number two, you're eliminating some skilled performers, some people who basically made livings running back kickoffs, running back punts, whatever it may be, sure. and special team players. So those guys are out in the cold, and those guys really are missing a chance maybe to get a shot at the NFL. And it's a very, very exciting part of the game. It really is. And not to have it, that's part of football. Sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. I'd rather have it than not have it, but I bring it up for this reason. If you don't have any kickoffs, you don't have onside kicks, right? Right. So the way the AAF works, you could attempt an onside conversion. This is if you're trailing by 17 points or more or within the final five minutes of the fourth quarter. So if you want to go for an onside conversion, you would get the ball at your own 28-yard line and have to convert fourth and 12 what do you think about that? Uh, the, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know why. If it's not broken, don't fix it. And it really hasn't been broken in the NFL. Even the NFL, to some extent, has changed a lot of things. You know, to say the quote safety factor. Hey, look, forget about this. It's transparent. It's not safety. It's all about money. They were afraid of lawsuits. They were getting sued. It's money. Money is the root of all evil. That's basically what it's all about. They didn't change it for safety because for years they could care. They couldn't have cared less about there safety. They yeah, couldn't nice. care less. About about safety in the NFL. It's about money. That's what it is. And that's why maybe the AAF is afraid as well because of potential lawsuits and money. Well, I appreciate how you changed it to couldn't care less on the fly. That's number one. But uh, number two, as far as the AAF goes, I think that there is, there's something to do with that where you're thinking about the safety of your league, but you're just thinking about getting your league off the ground. You know, I'll give you another example where, This is something else about the AAF. Teams can only have five players rush the quarterback. You can't blitz from the secondary. So if you've got five men on the line of scrimmage on defense, those are the only players that can rush the passer. And Bill Polian said something interesting. Now think about this as it relates to the kickoffs. And maybe there's a a tie-in here. Listen to this quote, Bill Polian. Quote, with less than a month to get our teams ready to play, the hardest part to get cohesiveness is in the offensive line. So if we came with all the exotic blitzes that we see, which is basically coming out of the secondary, they couldn't pick it up, and we're going to get quarterbacks hurt. And it's not much of a game, honestly. Nobody wants to see quarterbacks sacked repeatedly, end quote. So maybe there's something to that where just from a safety standpoint, they they don't want to see a rash of injuries. And certainly with the kickoff being eliminated, you're going to eliminate the risk 
of those injuries taking right. place. And again, there's a man, Paulian, who brings tremendous credibility to this league, which to me, you know, puts this league in a different area than the XFL was, which is basically show business. This is more than show business. This is more football. And I'll give you an example. Last night before the game started, they interviewed Mike Martz, the coach of the San Diego Fleet, and I think they asked him the question, what are we going to see tonight? What do we look for? And he was quite blunt. He was honest, saying, you know what? We don't know. We don't know anything at all about these other teams that we're playing right now. There's no film. There's no tape. We haven't seen a thing. There's going to be things changing on the fly. It's all about adjustments. And he was very upbeat. He was honest, and I, and I love that we're where other coaches kind of like, leave me alone. I, I think there was more of a media friendliness with the coaching staffs and the players in this league. Maybe they were told. Maybe they said, hey, look, this is what we need to do to sell this to the public. But I really enjoyed the Mike Martz interview prior to the game. I mean, that's fine. Whatever does it for you, that's great. <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Fine. Yeah. I, I, look, if you, I think they're taking the right steps. They're approaching this smartly. With uh, the players that they've, the former coaches, the, you know, like the the names of the NFL. If you're going to align yourself with a Heinz Ward and a Bill Polian, right. you're li- aligning yourself with guys that have credibility. You've gotten CBS on board. You've gotten a major network with commentators that you hear calling major sporting events. You know mm-hmm. right. that helps. So you're doing a good job with how you're positioning yourself. This isn't to go head-to-head with the NFL. It's almost in addition to the NFL, where it's a minor league of it. It's the developmental league. So it's not like the, you know, the, what do you call it now? The uh, the NBA's developmental league. I don't know yeah. what they call it now. The, the G League, like it changes all the time. Right, the G League, right. Obviously, they're not going head-to-head with the NBA. That's kind of how the AAF is positioning itself, and it's smart. You, you just have to have the players on the field. You've got to have a quality product on the field for people to truly care about it. No, there's no doubt. And you know what, though? As long as they're not going to have fantasy football, if there's no fantasy league, it's not going to grow. And I hate to say that because I'm not you know, a great fantasy advocate, but fantasy has helped the NFL grow to another level. It really has, it has. Because, because you have people who are not what I call P1 users of the NFL. They come out there, the casual users, casual fans. And if you go to a game, you'll see people rooting, not for their home team, but rooting for the people that they have in their fantasy league. That's how big it's gotten. Well, and the other thing is, I agree with you with fantasy football, but the AAF have done a great job embracing gambling. Yes. They've done a lot of in time in game betting, you know, real time like will this play be a run to the left or what there are people like there are degenerates everywhere. As long as they get invested and they're watching, the AAF doesn't care why. So they're doing everything they can to hey, how about this? Give this a try. How about gambling? Will this next play be converted? Will this right. next play be a completion? Like whatever gets you involved in it, they are all for it. So they're doing everything they can. Right. And so are we. Every Sunday we come here, we bring our A game. We do everything that we can as well. We really do. I mean, we don't get the credit for it, but we try. But one day we might. We might because I'm working on it so hard you don't know. I think about it in the shower and when I'm sleeping, when I'm eating 24-7, in the toilet, wherever it may be. By the way, Travis in Virginia wants to talk to Brian Noah and Andy Furman on Fox Sports Sunday. Hello, Trav. How are you doing? How are you doing, fellas? I'm doing good. Good. Good, man. Uh, I got I just got a question. For, well, not really a question, but uh, go back to the Dak Prescott side subject that y'all are on. Uh, I don't see it so much as him needing to look out for his team as much as I thought 
the way that he was talked about by his teammates and everything, that he would have the self-awareness to know that he actually has limitations. I mean, how how does he do without Ezekiel Elliott? How does he do without Amari Cooper? I mean, he's he's a now he has his moments. He's not a terrible quarterback. I know you know you can't say that. He's worth money. They need to keep him. Yes, but he doesn't. I just would think that he would have would know that he's going to need them pieces around him for him to be successful with that team. But that's the thing. You can still have those players. Like there's this misperception that if you back up the Brinks truck and pay a quarterback top dollar, you have no money for anything else. And that's just not the truth. Like, you go throughout the league, there are quarterbacks making big money, and they do have weapons around them. Big Ben's making big money. Right. He's got Antonio Brown. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster. Now Juju's on a rookie deal, but you can still have money to spend elsewhere. So I, I just hate this narrative of, hey, look at the Seahawks. Once they paid Russell Wilson, the talent went straight down the tubes. And it's like, it's not only that. That's not the only it's reason why. It's free agency, why. too. It was right. free agency well, that hurt With them. Seattle, it's a number of things. It's you know, Richard Sherman not being the same player due to injury. It's Cam Chancellor having to retire. It's Cliff Averill having to retire. There are numerous things that have happened with that roster other than having to pay Russell Wilson like a top quarterback. Right. But that's, that's what people think. It's like if you pay Dak Prescott, you have no money for anything else. It's just not true. Let's talk about Prescott for a second. You know, he led Dallas to two NFC Eastern titles in his first three years. But remember one thing, and if I'm mistaken, tell me. He was a fourth-round pick back in 2016, and I think he ranked something like 50th or 55th among all quarterbacks at the time. So here's a guy that really was not that heralded coming into the NFL. Yeah, he's had a very nice career thus far. But again, to quote our caller, Travis in Virginia, yeah, he's surrounded some, some pretty good people on that offensive side of the football. Well, I mean, I don't know about the rankings and all that, and I really don't care. Tom Brady wasn't a top quarterback prospect, and look how that turned out. So it doesn't matter what they thought you were going to do. It just matters what you're what doing. What you doing, right. Yeah, and as far as Dak goes... You could do worse than Dak, but he's not worth $25 million a year. Ask yourself this. If the Patriots had this exact situation on their hands, would they be paying Dak Prescott $25 million a year? They'd release him. There's no way they would ever even think about doing that. And don't get me wrong. You could do way worse than Dak Prescott, but you're not going to pay him that type of money expecting that return on the investment. The production is not going to match. But if the that's the market value of quarterbacks, you know, the agent's going to knock on the door of the Dallas Cowboys and say, look, this is what the market value is. Every quarterback is getting between 20 and 25 mil. I want my guy to get that money. And he's like, you're going to say that. Right. And, you know, he probably will get it. He probably will get it. Yeah, he absolutely will get it. Right. But the Cowboys are making a mistake. And I'm not sitting here telling you that Dak Prescott can't do anything right. You can win with the guy, but you are not going to get the return on that investment. And I'm not going to pay out that type of money for a guy that's not giving me a return on that investment. I'm going plan B. I am not paying that guy 25 mil a year. No and I'll chance. tell you something. It's funny because maybe the Kansas City Chiefs has set a precedent to some extent in the minds of some people when they released Alex Smith because I was shocked. I was shocked when they let Alex Smith go, and look what happened. You know, right. they didn't skip a beat. So maybe people are going to say, wait a minute. You know, look what Andy Reid did in Kansas City. Right. You know, maybe we could do something like that as well. Maybe we don't have to pay that kind of money for our It's a great point because here's the thing. Whoever pushes back with what 
we're saying about Dak Prescott, they're going to ask one simple question. Well, if you're not going with him, who are you going with? Right. Like, apply that to Alex Smith and the Chiefs situation. If you said back then, hey, Alex Smith is good, but you're not paying him top dollar. He's just not going to be that guy. That same question, well, who are you going to go with? If you had said at the time, well, Patrick Mahomes, that's who you go with. People would have been like, what? What? That's your solution? Are you you out of your mind? Look at how that's turned out to be. So don't sit here and act like if you don't have the name off the top of your head, like here's this guy. He's going to be a second rounder. Daniel Jones, Duke. Boom. That's who you go with. If you don't have that guy, don't fall into the trap of thinking that guy doesn't exist. You know what I mean? He's there. You know where he's at? Yes. He's, in the, he's in the AAF. That's where he's at. No, listen to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Brian, no, Andy Furman. We're together. We call it Fox Sports Sunday. You get to us on Twitter, at the No Show, at the NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR. Or you could be like Travis in Virginia by calling us at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Now, we got bottom barrel betting at the end of this hour. And in the final hour, hour number three, Alex Marvez, fresh off the Super Bowl. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. We followed up with my guy, Brian No and No's Picks. But finally, the NFL takes a back seat. That's next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. He really needs to grow up. We'll get to that in just about a minute. 21 past the hour. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. And, of course, we're rolling along right here. And uh, before we go any further... We have a caller, so that means if we have Uh-oh. a phone call, that means we must have elicited a, a response, elicited a response in someone. Uh, their emotions are high. Let's catch them while we can. Let's bottle it. Let's go to St. Louis and talk to Mark. Mark's on with Brian Owen, Andy Furman. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm enjoying your conversation this morning. Thank you Thank so you. Much. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, a comment about uh, that you made about Mahomes, uh, that possibly could be in his contract. I... I know uh, Greg Maddox back in the day, I was a teacher and a coach in Las Vegas. And While he was growing up, we'd play a lot of basketball. And when he went to the minors, uh, in the offseason, he'd come back home to Vegas and we'd open up the gym and run ball uh, all the time. But once he signed that contract with the Cubs, they put in their no basketball, uh, no chasing animals and the jungle, no skydiving, no sky all those no sky, ridiculous right. I, things. Ben Roethlisberger yeah. had that when he got into that motorcycle accident, remember? Several years ago. It's in yes, the contract. Sir, I think it's a standard contract. I really believe that, yes. There was something with Drew Brees also where he was doing a motorcycle ad and he couldn't be on the motorcycle. That was part of the deal. I have that in my contract. I'm not allowed to cheer at games <laughs> because of my voice. I have that. I mean, you know, it's one of those things because my voice yeah. is my life. And if I yell and scream at a game, which I sometimes do, I attack officials, you know, I'll get fined if someone sees that and put it on YouTube. I'm in trouble. So, you know, it happens to all of us. You know, we're, you probably have it in your contract too, right? No, no, I don't have uh, that. I don't uh, have that in my contract. Uh, uh, By the way, I got a tweet here. Justin checks in and says, Andy Furman demands money plus Bob Evans coupons during contract negotiations. Is that true? Is there some truth no doubt to that, about Andy? that. Best breakfast in town. No doubt about that, really. You know, I want to switch gears if I can, if, with your permission, of course. Uh, sure. Talk a sure. little bit about basketball. The NBA oh, is here right you. now. Fine. We, like, oh, all yeah, kinds and, of NBA stuff. And to it get seems to. like the NBA pushed the NFL into the back room, at least for several days this week. The trades, the talk of free agency, which is now only five months early, and they're talking about that. Lakers lose on AD, Anthony Davis, and, uh, and the Knicks right now. You know, they're, they're tanking. Everybody knows what they're doing. They're tanking. And, and tanking to me right now is more prevalent than ever before. The Pelicans said they were going to be fined 100 grand if they sat Anthony Davis if he's healthy. This is bad for fans, bad for the league's credibility. But I'm going to ask you this. 
Why is it that we reward failure with the draft? Why is it that if you finish last, you get the first pick? Why shouldn't the champion get the first pick? I think it should be reversed. And no one's ever discussed that. I'm saying it right here and now. Reward champions. It's a terrible idea. It's awful. Andy, come on. You want the Warriors to be even better than they are? Imagine if you're giving the Warriors the first overall pick. So what, we're putting Zion Williamson on the Warriors? Are you kidding? That's your idea? They won't be tanking. If it eliminates tanking, I'm all for it. Tanking isn't nearly as bad as people react to it being. It It just isn't. It isn't. It's like, are you going out of your way to watch the Knicks if they're a 17-win team compared to a 10-win team? Like, that's the difference, whether they're trying hard and still stink versus tanking and being a slightly bit worse. Like, it's it's made out to be something that it's just not. You, so, in other words, you, you, you're for tanking. You, you're all in, right? I mean, you're the Pelicans, they shouldn't be playing Anthony Davis. It's crazy for them to play the guy because you're risking your most prized trade asset. Right. You could get okay. a whole bunch in return. What's the upside of playing the guy? You're risking injury. Your trade value with that guy could plummet. And, oh, he's a baller. He's one of the best players in the in the game. So you're going to win more games and you're going to get a worse draft pick. What's the you upside? You should be you said, having him on the bench. Yeah, everything you said makes sense, except that if I'm shelling out a couple of grand for season tickets for me and my kids, and I'm saying the reason why I you paid know, that money is because I wanted to see it. See, you, you, have no, you have no respect for the paying customer, for the snob, no, for the schmuck no. in the stands. Nope, nope. Here's the thing. All these paying customers and all that. There are a lot of paying customers that want to see the Pelicans. If you've got season tickets and you're watching the Pelicans, you want to see the Pelicans win games. The best way right. for this franchise to position itself for the future is for Anthony Davis to not be on the court. So, like, are you telling me if he goes on the court and he hurts himself, knock on wood, this doesn't happen, but let's go down this road. You're okay as a paying customer? You're like, well, at least I got to see him tonight. He rolled his ankle. He tore his Achilles in the second quarter. But at least I saw him. A but the reason I paid, the reason I shelled out and wrote that check is for the prime reason, the only reason, because of Anthony Davis being on that team. That's it why doesn't I bought season you. tickets. If you want to see your team win, you have to come to the conclusion that makes the most reasonable sense, which is him being on the court actually hurts you right now. This isn't good. You're getting a worse draft pick and you're risking injury. Did there Porzingis, isn't any good that comes from this. Porzingis being on the court hurt the Knicks? This is a gamble for Knicks and Knicks fans. Porzingis at 23 at 7 feet, what, 7'2"? One of the better players of the future of this franchise. When they draft him, they say he's the future. So they trade him with the hopes now, the hopes, the gamble, rolling the dice that they may get Kyrie, they may get Kevin Durant. And when Kevin Durant was even asked about that, he unloaded against the media. This guy's got to grow up. This guy, I'm, I'm tired of the Kevin Durant whining and crying. I never thought he'd be that kind of guy. You just threw nine subjects at me. I know. I know I did. <laughs> what was that? Like, we went from the Knicks to KD, and I'm like, whoa, man. We we got a lot to discuss over here, Andy. They were Froman. all intertwined, though. They were all intertwined. How, right? how is Anthony Davis playing intertwined to KD the way he No, no, I, 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 didn't, I went from Anthony Davis to Porzingis at the Knicks. And you talk about the future. The future was 
Porzingis with the Knicks. Apparently not now. At 23 years old, seven foot plus, and people looked at him as the savior of this franchise, a franchise that hadn't won anything since 1973 when Red Holtzman, may he rest in peace, was the coach, and they get rid of him with the hopes, rolling the dice with the hopes of getting a couple of free agents. I, I don't know what the tie-in is. We were going from tanking and <laughs> not playing your your pl- not playing Anthony Davis to somehow we went to the Knicks. I have no idea what the tie-in is. No, because is you right said there, that Andy. Anthony, you said the Pelicans are better off by not playing Anthony they Davis. Okay. They are. In so this are situation, the Knicks yes. are the Knicks better off not having Anthony Porzingis? Are they better off without him? Kristaps, yeah. Well, if he doesn't want to be there, yeah, you got to move yeah. on. What, are you going to build around a guy that doesn't want to be there? If you believe that, and there are people that are skeptical, but if you believe that Porzingis did not want to be there, then yeah, they were smart to move the guy. Well, then the same thing with Anthony Davis. He basically went public and said, I don't want to be here. I want to be traded. He doesn't want to be in New Orleans. Right, and it's smart for the Pelicans to wait to the offseason where the Celtics can get into the bidding war. They might be able to, well, they certainly can offer the best in compensation for Anthony Davis. So you want to get them in the mix. You want to get them at the negotiating table where if you don't make a deal with the Celtics, they're most likely going to offer something that drives the price tag up and you can get something more for Anthony Davis with another franchise. It makes the most sense to wait to the offseason. Right. So and the I'm Celtics can right be now. in there. But right now, like, what's your asset? Look at John Wall with the Wizards. Him He's getting finished. hurt. His finished. trade value is completely different right now if the Wizards were trying to move him. Like, take... John Wall's injury and apply it to Anthony Davis. You don't think that impacts his trade value? Oh, there's no doubt. And I'm going to tell you right now, as much as I love the NBA, and I do love the NBA, really, I'd love to see the NBA come to my city because that's how much I love it. I'm sure you love it as well because you're lucky enough to live in an NBA city. It's top-heavy. Uh, all the stars are on the West. The greatest teams are in the West now, although Philadelphia is coming Not back right, in the East. Yeah, yeah. Toronto, a, but no one cares. In the East. No one cares about Toronto. I mean, there's like a foreign country, really. But there's three cities right now that are in trouble. Charlotte, New Orleans, and Memphis. No one goes to the game. Even Atlanta, throw them in there too. No one goes to the games during the week, only on the weekends, and, and they can't make it. I'm telling you, they're in trouble. Those cities are in trouble, and throw in Atlanta as well. I'll just tell you right now. So it, it's not fair that the rich get richer, and that's what's happening in the NBA. Andy, it's, it it's a ridiculous idea. Like What's best about the NFL is that it pushes these teams to the middle. We've got parity left and right. A big part of that is the way the NFL draft is laid out. It benefits the the worst teams in the league. You don't have the best teams getting the top picks because you would have a situation where it's, it's a lot like the NBA right now with the Warriors and knowing what's going to happen. You don't want the NFL looking like that. Would you rather have the way the NBA is constructed with the Warriors towering over everybody? Or would it's you happening. rather have Championship Sunday in the NFL where both games go to overtime? You tell me. Which would well, you rather have? You know what, though? I think the NBA and the NHL survived very nicely and so did Major League Baseball when they had dynasties. They really did when the Yankees were dynasties. Do dynasties. you want the NFL to look like the NBA or not? Well, look, it's looking like that with the New England Patriots. No, it isn't. It no, is, it's not. Well, we'll see what people have to say on that. They've won six championships, but they're not dominating the way that the Warriors have. There's no season that the Patriots won the Super Bowl that you knew that was going to happen before the season started. Did you know the Patriots were going to win the Super Bowl when they were losing five? They were one and two. I never thought they'd be in the playoffs. Okay, right. Like it's a different dynamic. Don't you think that's more enjoyable as a fan to watch 
instead of knowing which I team's going to win the championship? It's a strange, strange topic, a strange question to ask me because you say a fan. If I'm a fan of a set team, you know, I want my team to dominate. So when you say a fan, you're talking about casual fans. Andy, you're making it tougher than it needs to be. No, I'm really not. You're advocating that the best teams in sports get the top draft picks. Yes. And I'm telling you, all you're going to have is what we currently have with the Warriors. So what's the difference? Same dynamic in the NFL? That's not a better product. It's rewarding. They should be rewarded. We're not rewarding. We're rewarding failure. That's what we're doing. And it's not helping a lot of teams, really. It is not. We'll we'll continue. We'll continue on this. 877-99 on Fox is our phone number. But even new rules won't change a thing. That's next. But first, to our guy, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And we do go to the NBA, where... Well, it was a full slate of games, although not some of them weren't so great. Big comebacks, though, in, in a couple of them. The Clippers down 28 points playing at Boston. They come all the way back to beat the Celtics 1-23-1-12. That's two straight games where Boston just couldn't finish it off at the end. Meanwhile, Oklahoma City, a 26-point deficit. They rally back to win at Houston 117-112. Russell Westbrook with his ninth straight triple-double tying an NBA record. Toronto introduced Marcus Saul in a Raptors uniform. He scored just seven points, didn't play a whole lot of minutes, but they didn't really need him either. They cruised past the Knicks 104-99. No Giannis in the lineup for Milwaukee, and the Bucks fell to Orlando 103-83. And Rudy Gobert, 21 points. Donovan Mitchell, 23. Utah, a 125-105 winner over the San Antonio Spurs. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. See, now you can know the exact price that you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Of course, you know, we do have to give 10 seconds to our friends at Farmers. We'll get back to Andy in just one moment. What From about a dog me? accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. A hey, verbal Ralph, hey, fumble. Ralph, I'm still on this a, show too, A verbal Ralph, fumble I, by me. I, I'm part of this show as well. It's not just Andy, <laughs> Ralph Irvin, huh? Well, I can't say I did a mistake if you won't let me say it. Okay. I All said right. a verbal fumble by me as we hand it back to... In this case, Brian No with Andy Furman. Oh. I'm very angry, Ralph. <laughs> See how I made up for that? <laughs> See you in an hour, Ralph. By the See way, guys, yes. it's now Sunday, so you can say this week pitchers and catchers will report for Major League uh, Baseball. That's, Yay. that's cool. Where's Bryce Harper? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. How is it this? How is it taking this long? You um, find this man. Unbelievable. Maybe he doesn't deserve man. the contract he thinks he deserves. Well, maybe no Andy, do you him. get excited? There are a lot of people that Pitches and catches. Giddy. People go crazy with that term. Pitches and like catches. That? Are you one no. of those people? No, no, I'm, I'm not, not really. Either. I'm more excited watching Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook. Here's a guy that brings it every day. Brings it every day. And I tell you what, I can't say that about a lot of athletes. I love Russell Westbrook. I really do. Oh, I do. He's, yeah. And the thing is, I loved what he said after the game last night. There's this huge comeback win for the Thunder against the, the Rockets. The, 26-point comeback, and like Ralph just said in the update, ninth straight triple-double that ties Wilt Chamberlain, the most consecutive triple-doubles in NBA history. And in the post-game interview on the court, he said, my game isn't predicated on making shots. 
And that's the truth with his game. Like, the triple-double streak proves that he's really struggling shooting the ball this year. Right. He just does not have the same shot he typically does. He's still impacting the game in a big way. And for this guy to for, to only be talked about like, wow, he's, he's shooting woes. And yeah, he's going through some struggles and it's noticeable. But it's no not like his that. entire game and his production is completely fallen fallen off a cliff. He's still impacting the games. And by the way, Paul yes. George has just been a monster this season. Yes, he has. But I take Russell huh. on my team any day. By the way, we talk about tanking. I just happened to check this article in today's New York Post written by Phil Mushnick, a good friend of mine. It says, team's tanking. It says, try this. Reward the team closest to making the playoffs oh, rather gosh. than the one belong being the furthest out. Get this. In other words, if a league's top 16 teams make the postseason, the first draft pick is granted to the team that finished 17th as it clearly did not tank, trying to win until the end. That best ensures the integrity of games, lineups, the value of tickets, and even TV ratings. Huh. Oh my gosh. Then work Complete it down. The 18th best gets the second pick, and so on and so forth. Okay, just an opinion. You know, I'm just reading it. It was in the paper today, so there It's you go. ridiculous. There is such an overreaction to tanking. It's craziness. Like, okay, let's say this idea goes into existence. Yeah. The first team that doesn't make the playoffs, they get the number one overall draft pick. Right. Okay? So now, if that's the dynamic, let's just say that's the dynamic this season. Right. What? What? Like the Knicks are must see TV? The Cavs, you got to go out. Honey, we're not going out tonight. We got to see the Cavs because they're trying hard. They're trying to win. The ratings are all of a sudden way better. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's so overstated. Mike has a comment about tanking. Mike wants to talk to Brian Owen and Andy Furman on Fox Sports Sunday. Michael, you're on Fox Sports Radio. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing this morning? Great. Good, man. Um, Brian, I just wanted to say something about tanking. I'm a uh, lifelong Knicks fan. Um, and, you know, the thing, I know that intellectually the Knicks tanking is the right thing to do right? because it gives us the best chance at the best player, but the problem I have with it, the thing that just doesn't feel right, is all season the Knicks have basically either not played or held down the minutes of Ennis Cantor, and now mm-hmm. we've actually cut him. Right. And, you know, he's clearly one of our five best players. And, you know, purposely not playing your best players, to me, there's something about that that just doesn't feel right. And that's what I think is wrong with tanking in the NBA. Well, it's, it's very hey, man, similar to, to what to what Popo did with San Antonio when he rested players. He left them in San Antonio when they were traveling during the season. It's the same thing. It's not tanking. No. It's not called tanking. He rested them. It's not. Are you right. serious? It's, yes, I'm serious. Yes, I am. I am. But it's yeah, a good yeah. argument. Like that's the about. thing. Like I'm not going to defend tanking in every single way. That's a great argument. The problem I have with the tanking reaction is when people make bad arguments. Like well, the Mike, argument you Mike just read, Andy. That's a, that's a bad argument. Mike but, was great. That phone call was, was great. He was great. But yeah. the point I'm trying to make is, who was it, Mushnick? Your Phil good Mushnick, friend? New York Post. Yeah. yeah. When he's saying, all right, the first team that doesn't make the playoffs, let's give them the number one overall pick. And the ratings are going to be much better that way. It's like, really? So we're looking at these bottom feeders right now. Like all of a sudden, Suns basketball, that's the place to be. The Memphis Grizzlies, like ratings off the charts just because they're trying hard and they're not tanking. Like these teams, they're still bad. Right. <laughs> like, There's no doubt. I, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. But here's, here's the thing. 
I, I think that to throw the TV ratings in there was a mistake because I don't think ratings are, are a factor in, in tanking. I really don't. I don't think people are going to turn that back. This guy, Mike, who is a season ticket holder and a fan of the Knicks, he's not going to turn his back on the Knicks right now. He's upset. He's disappointed. But he realizes why they're tanking. Is he happy yeah. with it? Probably not. But I'm with him. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a lifelong Knicks fan. Brought up in the streets of Brooklyn. I love the Knicks, really. And really and truly, if it can get them Kevin Durant and or Kyrie Irving or Williamson from Duke, the yeah. two of those three, hell yeah, I'm happy. Oh. But right now, I, I question, I scratch my head like, what's going on? I mean, come on. right? right? I, uh, listen, I totally get it. And it's a great argument. And that makes total sense. It's just when it's blown out of proportion about tanking, right. which it often is, you rarely get the well-reasoned takes, which is, hey, man, this is my squad. It makes sense. They're doing the right thing to position themselves for better success down the road. But, man, it doesn't feel right watching this team right now when they could be playing Cantor when he was still with the squad, and they're no, not don't. because they're trying to get the number one overall pick and get right. Zion. Yeah, I totally understand that, and it makes right. all the sense in the world. But I just think that the reaction to tanking and how horrible it is and this is just the paying customers, and it's, it just turns into a movie trailer. It's so over the top. It's ridiculous. Well, I'll go one step further. I'd sooner see my team that I'm rooting for a tank than do what Popovich did several years ago by just leaving three guys in San Antonio when they're on the road. I'd sooner see my team tank because at least there's something to look forward to. Maybe there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for the Knicks. That's what I'm saying. But to rest these guys, that's just bad. That's bad basketball. Really? Well, it's it's the same concept, which is you're looking out for your your long term well being. Yeah, and you can push back and say you don't like it. That's fine. But if you've got an older team, which Popovich had, right. and he's trying to to get some extra rest for his main guys and get them ready for the playoffs, or at least in a better position to have more success in the playoffs, I see the logic in it, and I I'm understand with you. why people have I a don't problem like with it. it but I, it's I'm smart strategy. Wait, I'm the same. Look, I remember when LeBron was playing for Cleveland, and Cleveland played Memphis twice the entire season, once in Cleveland, once in Memphis, and they rested LeBron when they went to Memphis. There are kids in Memphis who told their mama and papa, I want to go to the game tonight to see LeBron, and LeBron didn't play because they rested him. Was it right? No. Did he need the rest? Probably so. Was it better for the team in the long run? Probably. But people got hurt by it. But it's part of the game. I get it. I do. Well, you don't have it go on as much as you used to. And uh, <laughs> right. really, you don't. It's, you don't. it's not a, a thing well, uh, as much as it once was. But you still see it. Kawhi Leonard is being rested a lot. There was the load management for LeBron James recently. So it does go on. But it's the thing is, you can't... like The Week 17 situation in the NFL... There's little Johnny that wants to get a glimpse of his favorite football player on the field... But if you went to the game and you're his father, you'd explain it to him and say, well, hey, here's the we dynamic, the here's what they're yeah. trying to do, blah, blah, blah. So it's just funny how there's all this venom when it comes to NBA guys resting, but when it comes to week 16, week 17, no venom whatsoever. All of a sudden, it's smart right. strategy to leave your main guys on the sidelines. That's strange in how that works. Squeeze in Anthony. Anthony in Vegas with Brian Owen, Andy Furman, and Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, guys? Good. Good. Awesome. So I just wanted to comment here. I'm not a really big uh, basketball guy. I'm uh, mainly into hockey. Um, but I kind of like how the draft lottery works there. I mean, you see 
the Sabres, who are consistently bad, uh, just recently kind of got a break in getting that first pick. But I think that's a pretty good system and how that works. And, uh, Brian, I agree with you as far as you got to look for the longevity of your team. And, you know, as far as tanking goes, I think it gets it gets way too much traction than it should. Yeah, well, it really does, man. You know, it's funny. I'll, I'll give you a story. Like way back in the day when the Yankees would win the pennant, like, you know, in middle of August, they'd rest all their players and no one said boo about that. They, 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 they play these guys you never heard of. I remember that. But no one said anything. Things have changed right now. Maybe That's because tickets, tickets costed like six bucks. No, you're probably right. You're, probably <laughs> you're right. right you know, right. When you shell out all this dough to go to a game, I, people get a lot more fired up that they don't get what they want. Bingo. It's all about the money. You're right. Brian, no Andy Furman. By the way, it was a super day for wagering, and we have all the results for you on Bottom Barrel Betting next from a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Bottom barrel betting right around the corner about nine minutes before the top of the hour. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And of course, we got a game to play. So let's do it. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, no. I thought you was late. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yes, it is. It is brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply now. He's the host. We call him the goon, but it's really Gavin. Here he is. All right, guys. We got a quick one today, but let's run through last week's Super Bowl 53. We made a lot of bets on the show. I'll give you some of the highlights. Andy, gold. Andy hit on the total to be closer to McVay's age other than Be- oh, Belichick's, man. which I thought way was closer. A, yeah, absolutely. It was under, way under McVay's age. It's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's cray cray. <laughs> Brian, uh, you crazy. hit on. <laughs> Brian hit on the player to have the most touchdowns in the game would be Sony Michelle. So nice. hell, hell of a job there. Good uh, thank you. And I, with the most important pick, nailed the color of the Gatorade, which was blue. Blue. Good job yeah. by you. So Very is the sky. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Uh, Sunday picks. Let's go to the AAF, my new favorite sport uh, and league. Me too. Uh, Birmingham. Well, that uh, the, the Birmingham the iron. iron, yes, I was looking yeah. for the name versus the Who? Memphis something Express. 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 Mike Singletary, come on. Uh, who do we have? Birmingham is the is a favorite by three points. Got Memphis. You got to go. Christian you gotta go Cal- iron Christian Hackenberg is the quarterback. Come on. Uh, we'll get to him. Uh, that's ooh. so you're both He's- going iron. Iron. No, I, I got Andy's Express. got. Okay, so you're both pumping iron. Is okay. that what you're saying? I got the Express. Pumping up the iron. Arizona, uh, coached by Rick Neuheisel, will yeah. be facing off against Salt Lake, coached by Dennis Eckerson. Uh, yeah. Arizona, three and a half point favorite. I'm going Arizona in this one. I'm going one. Salt Lake. I'm going Salt Lake. I like B.J. Daniels, the quarterback. Okay, really quickly, Trent Richardson over under rushing yards. Let's set it at 60. Uh, he'll be playing for Alabama or Birmingham. Uh, yeah. Are you going to go over on 60 yards for Trent Richardson? Oof. B, go ahead, B. Yeah, the heck with it. You know, he's one of the marquee player, players in this league. Goodness. <laughs> Let's go over 60. I go under. I say under. Okay, and really quickly, Christian Hackenberg, 250 yards over Oof. under. Under. Way under. Wow. Under. You know what? 
Offensive explosion today. Wow. Hackenberg with the over. The AAF, known for their yes. offense. Aerial assault. <laughs> the air raid. Yes. How do you like that? Interesting. Love Very it. Very good. By the way, it took four years, but Brian Noe and Andy Furman tell you how he got a second chance. Where? On Fox Sports Radio. Next! Is there a timetable? We'll explain that in just about a minute, but right now, it's time to say... Good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And to me, it's my great pleasure and honor to introduce my partner and friend, the one and only Brian No. B, hour number three, the hour of power is here. Let's go for it, Andy Furman. Let's try to channel our inner Utah Utes who made a 22-point comeback against UCLA last night. Let's try to be Ute-like in this final hour. What do you say? Yes. And you know what, though? I I was always wondering why that school, as well as Brigham Young at times, those schools really, I got to believe, it's so hard to recruit there, and they always do so well. Think about it. Consistently, year in, year out, they do well. They don't go to Final Fours every year, obviously, but they're competitive every single year where some other schools in better locales do not do as well as schools like maybe Brigham Young in Utah. Uh, well, I mean, BYU hasn't been a force each and every year. You know, they've had some good years here and there. But, yeah, give the Utes, yeah, one of the teams, feisty. They've had some good yes. seasons. Yes. Sure. I mean, yeah. you look at school nice like UCLA. UCLA right now with the tradition that they've had. I mean, it's almost embarrassing that that team has fallen on its face this year. I mean, come on. Yeah, they shouldn't be that way. And I'll go on the other coast. I'll go to St. John's. I've always felt that St. John's, as St. John's goes, so goes Big East basketball because they're in the mecca of the media market. And to me, St. John's, I think they'll get to the NCAA tournament, maybe a ninth or a tenth seed. But still in all, you got to be dumb. you got great players in New York. How could you not want to play in Madison Square Garden? Because they're just not any good. (laughs) That's the thing, man. Like success breeds more success. You know the drill. There's it's not a mystery why the top talent is going to Duke, and Kentucky has had a lot of talent over and over. Kansas, yeah, like that's the way it goes, man. These players want to have a lot of success. So if you're successful, that's probably where the top talent is going. The rich, not like look at Alabama. You think, uh, I don't know, take a a weak team, take Kansas in football. What do you think, like, the five-star yeah. recruits are going to Alabama or are they going to Kansas? Point. It's a great point. It's the way point. it is. You're yeah. right. I just I, – I don't get it. I mean, just – and there's got to be a way to change that. I mean, I remember way back in the day, you may not remember this, they had what they call a territorial draft in the NBA. So, in other words, if you were a – if you the Cincinnati Royals were a member of the NBA and those teams within the marketplace of Cincinnati, those players at those schools belonged to the Cincinnati Royals. So, like, Oscar Robertson was a territorial pick of the Cincinnati Royals simply because he played for the University of Cincinnati. I mean – yeah. That's far-fetched. It ain't going to happen yeah. anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying that that, yeah, that was what back in the day they had. That. I mean, you know, you can never have a territorial pick. Like if you're the the, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, who are you going to have in your territory? I mean, really, what basketball players are around there to, to have in your draft? It doesn't make any sense. You can't do that. It doesn't happen anymore. But it once, you know, a little history lesson. It happened back in the day. That's what it was. I'll tell you what also happened. Jim Turner. Remember him? Well, out of the NFL since he was let go by the Dolphins, and your Dolphins, back in 2014 for that role that he played in the Richie Incognito bullying scandal. He's back in football with, I'm ashamed to say, the Cincinnati Bengals. 
The new Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, hired Turner because he worked with him in Miami and worked him with Texas A&M as his offensive line coach. I ask you now, good move, toxic move. I think that you can get away with this in a smaller market like Cincinnati if he goes to an L.A., if he goes to a New York, Boston, whatever, Chicago, he gets drilled. In, in Cincinnati, it's a uh, big deal, so what? You know? I, I mean, mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's a Bengals assistant coach. You know, And the thing is, I know it's bigger than that, the bullying scandal and like, newsflash. A lot of people know this, like, this stuff goes on in NFL locker rooms, you know? And I'm yeah. not saying it's right. And I think it was gone to the extreme, especially with Jonathan Martin. But this has happened numerous places. And to think that Jim Turner wasn't gonna get it wasn't going to get a gig going forward because this happened, that it just I thought that was far fetched. So yeah, you gotta say the right things. You you gotta do the right things going forward, but uh, it's just I to think that this was a career ender, I never bought into that. You know, and I'm glad you brought up the term career ender because I'm going to ask you, what other profession gives you a second chance but sports? I mean, name a couple of professions that if you screw up, and he screwed up, there's no doubt. I'm not saying he shouldn't get a second chance. Believe me, I'm all for second chances. I really am. But if you're a teacher and you screw up, you lose your license. Really? I mean, you're a professor in college. I mean, I just, in sports, you get second chances. I mean, I, I saw what goes on in Michigan State. I mean, to have Mark D'Antonio still coaching the football team there, I'm scratching my head. Come on. They're rapists on campus. I mean, how, how does that happen? But what other profession gives you that second or maybe even third chance than sports? Doesn't happen. Well, it depends on what occupation you're talking about. If you're talking about. Uh, you know, if you're a college professor or something like that, if it's an esteemed position, you might not get the same second chance that other occupations would afford you. you know, that's just the way it works. But to think that there's nothing but sports that affords you a second chance, that's not the case. Well, I think the bottom line is this, and we go back to money again. If you have a, if you have a job uh, that brings money in, like a coach, that also brings in maybe enrollment in the school, uh, prestige, publicity, you're going to be given a second, third, maybe even a fourth chance. Really, that's just the way it happens. I mean, you're bringing in money, and that's what these coaches right. do, basically. They're bringing money. They're recruiting students. Enrollment increases, uh, merchandising, exposure, whatever it may do. Really, the whole package, you're going to be given as many chances as it takes. Uh, as far as an assistant coach in the NFL, you know, he goes under the radar. You're right. But again, how many chances do you get? I mean, I I don't understand. I mean, some players don't get a second chance, but this guy's getting a second chance. Must be a hell of a coach. Or in the world of networking, I guess he's lucky that Zach Taylor got the head job, and he's his buddy, and he took care of him. Well, it just it goes back to this is an NFL locker room. You know, it's not going to be buddy buddy and hey Bob, <laughs> how's your day going? Like they're going to be. Some crazy stuff. There's going to be some crazy things that go on from time to time. And it's not to say that everything is permissible and nothing goes over the line. Or I'm not saying that, but right. to think that a bullying scandal in an NFL locker room involving offensive linemen was going to be a career ender, it just wasn't going to be. Yeah, and honestly, I, I would say this. I'm not, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it was right, but it never should have gotten out. There's a lot of things that happen in locker rooms that honestly 
should remain in locker rooms. And and look, as a talk show host, we love it when it gets out because it gives us fodder and ammunition and, and subject matter. And it's great for us. But if I'm a member of the organization, if I'm a member of a team, that stuff should be behind closed doors. Like they say, what you see in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's the way it is. Well, I hear you, but... <laughs> you love it when it gets out, too. I mean, you look, do. if it's... Jonathan Martin and what he was subjected to, I could understand why he wasn't going to just keep it in the locker room, right? Right. So he's the guy who blew the whistle on the whole thing because he was the punching bag. (laughs) Right. That's how it all unfolded. Kind of like I am on this show with Ralph Irvin. Really, I I get it, you know, but I don't cry. Do I cry about it? I don't care. Let Ralph beat me up as much as he wants. It doesn't bother me. So there you go. It does. I, by the way, I want to go, go to the callers right now because we do have a caller. It's funny. I mentioned Utah, and this guy, Byron, is in Utah. Byron, you're on with my guy, Brian O, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Byron. How are you? Hey, I'm good. And how about those Utes, huh? That was, yeah. uh, that was an amazing comeback yesterday. What about I, the Stallions? To... What about the Stallions, Byron? What, yeah, what about those Stallions, right? I mean, uh, they're the second biggest game in town now, you know. Uh, I just wanted to chime in a little bit on the NBA situation and these these super teams that are being formed. Yeah. I think in the short term, I don't know that it's such a bad such a bad thing. I think it creates this this interest and excitement with the casual fan, but I think long term it's detrimental. And I mean, being a a fan of a small market team, it's so difficult anyway because of the endorsement deals and the TV revenue and those kinds of things to give these larger markets an even greater advantage. Um, I think the overall health of the NBA will be damaged. And I think the NBA has to be careful. Uh, I think, you know, uh, the money short term, I'm sure is incredible, but, but long term, the health of the league, I think it's not a good thing. And uh, I look at the Blazers and the Jazz and, and even Oklahoma City. Uh, do they have a shot to win the West? Mm, not no. Probably not. Could they no, contend? Zero. Yeah. But, but you, you understand what I'm saying? And, uh, I hear you. I, I just, and then the collusion thing that's allowed to, to, to continue to go on. Um, $50,000 fine? Give me a break. Um, there needs to be major penalties. There needs to be... Hey, if you collude with uh, with uh, with a, a player uh, and and you are recruiting, uh, you know, unfairly, uh, you ought to not be able to talk to that player for a period of time, two or three years or something. I mean, make it significant. Um, I just think, uh, like I say, I think long term they're gonna it's gonna bite them in the rear end if they're not careful and wow. and create uh, create disinterest. Right. Well, I think it's already happening. Yeah. Because you can't blame the ratings decline solely on LeBron going from the east to the west. Certainly that has a lot to do with it. But I would throw it out there. If the Warriors aren't towering over everybody and there's a lot more parity and there's a lot more uncertainty about there's who's going to win a championship, there's more interest. The Certainly. ratings are going to be better. I think right. that's a reflection on the Warriors also. The Warriors, they're minus 250 to win a championship this season. Like you have to risk two hundred and fifty dollars to win one hundred. That's how Crazy. big of a favorite they are. If they aren't towering over the rest of the NBA, it's a better product. The ratings are better, so I think that's a problem going forward. It's a problem right now. You know, it'll be very no interesting. I want to see the TV ratings that probably come out tomorrow morning. I would think the Oklahoma City Houston NBA game against the AAF game last night, because honestly, <laughs> the, the the debut of that league 
caused some interest. You know, people are saying, let me see what it's all about, as opposed to just a regular in-season NBA game. I mean, Harden's going to be some interest, okay? James Harden's there with 30 games in a row, 30 points or more. Uh, Russell Westbrook, I, I get that, okay? But at the end of the day, it's just a regular in-season game. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised the AF outdrew him as far as, like, ratings was. We'll see. Alex? Alex is in Tampa. Alex, you're on with Brian Noah and Andy Furman on Fox Sports Radio. How you doing, Alex? What's going on, guys? A little baseball talk with uh... – uh, with the passing of Frank Robinson, but uh, Machado and Harper haven't been signed in catchers and pitchers report next week. Right. Is the end of the era of the 10-year, $300 million contract over with? And what are the teams likely to sign these two guys? I mean, it's two weeks before players report. Well, they want the price to go down, obviously. There's somewhat collusion there with the owners saying, look, we want these guys. We're not going to give them $350 million for five to ten years. But it looks like right now, it looks like the Phillies are very aggressive, and I think the Phillies are going to probably get Bryce Hopper. What about Machado? What? I, I mean, do, do, you think, do you think owners were, will just do away? We're, we're, not, we're not signing anybody to long-term deals for $300 million. Do you think that's the end of the era of what owners are sending a message? We're, we're not doing this anymore. Not way. necessarily. You think that if Mike Trout were on the open market that they'd be like, nope, we're not doing it. If you had a chance to get him, you would give him that type of deal. Yeah, but Machado and Harper ain't getting it. Right, but that doesn't mean it's the end of all $300 million deals just because it's Machado and Harper. Yeah, but you know what? You bring up a great point, my partner, because you say a guy like Trout with all the money he's getting and that team has not won squat since he's been there. So what owners are doing, they're putting all the money into key position, the skill position, which is pitching. Because if you don't have pitching in baseball, you're nothing. And that's where the money's Thanks going on, right now. Yeah, thank you. Right. Uh, listen, John Carlos Stanton, he's getting that money. Uh, yeah, but but the that point was, is this. like, You can't tell me that the deals are... No one could possibly get a $300 million, million deal going forward. If you could, how many teams do you think would sign Mike Trout to that type of deal right now? I'm not so certain many. I think the Dodgers, the Yankees, maybe the Phillies, other than that, maybe the Cubs. I don't think there's a whole hand. Maybe okay, one but hand. It's more, it's more than one, right? It's, or, or it's more than zero, right? <laughs> would you agree? Yeah, it's more than zero, but I, I'm okay. not so certain they're going to jump out of their skin to do it. Okay, That's fine. What I'm let's. We're getting away from the point. He asked okay. if the $300 million deals are over and done with. No is the answer. It just depends on who the player is that you're talking about. Or who the team is, more so than the player. I mean, of if course, the players, yeah. If the player is available, if the player is worth it, there's going to right. be someone on the market that's going to get it. Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, and maybe Phillies. That's about it. And those are the teams that could afford it. That's it. All right? All right. Yeah. yeah. With, with <laughs> that, we're going to uh, let you know that you can get involved in the conversation. Very easily. Uh, by Twitter, at The No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR. We'll read those tweets. We'll retweet them for your pleasure as well. Or you could be like Alex in Tampa or Byron in Utah by getting on the phone at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Now, at the bottom of the hour, which is 830 on the East Coast, we're going to talk to Alex Marvez. We call him the Sheik. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. Follow that up with nose picks. Yes, that's my partner, Brian Noah, with his picks of the day. But he's still on the outside looking in. That's next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. How long is this sentence? Well, that's right around the corner. 22 past the hour. Brian No, Andy Furman. We call it Fox Sports Sunday. By the way, we're proudly brought to you by Discover Card. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com 
slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Now, the hey, question. Andy, I got a quick question, though. Yes, sir. Can I, yes. If I may. Yes. Have you ever been to a hoedown? You know, the music that Iowa Sam is playing. You, you ever uh, go to a place where just someone yells, yells, yeehaw, something like that? You ever gone to someone? You know what? I did, and I, I believe it was in, uh, ooh, I think it was, oh, wow. I think I may have been in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach, South I, Carolina. I think it was in Myrtle Beach, actually, yes. I'm pretty and what sure was it? it was. Can you give me the, the breakdown? It was like an indoor like rodeo barn. They served dinner there with a show, and it was like a rodeo with clowns and uh, whatever it might be. People, <laughs> well, it was, it was a, actor, uh, I tell you what, boy, man, ro- I want to get old Mr. Ro- ro- roping cats, the whole deal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, they were roping yeah. calves. They were serving dinner, and people yeah. were yelling "Yeehaw!" Yeehaw! Yes. Down? Yeah. Wow. Actually, and where they was yelled, that at again? And the bar I was at last night, they were yelling "Yeehaw!" <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get knackered. Yeah. I tell you what. Boy. Is that because people bet on the Thunder, like Probably pregame? So. Is that why it was? No, I think they were betting on the Orlando team, the Orlando Apollos. Sorry, I, I meant the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, I didn't okay. make that clear yeah. with the yeah, comeback go. against Houston, yeah. but. Are they going to be know, I, don't think I've, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been to a hoedown. I'm missing okay. out. I'm going to. You know, to... you're not missing a thing. Please don't don't go. Don't go. You're not missing know, a thing. Man. But yeah. by the way, uh, I did happen to hear the promo prior to our coming back on the air here, and at two o'clock today Eastern Time on Fox, they're having the Westminster Dog Show, and, and I'm wondering, is there wagering on the Westminster <laughs> Dog Show, the Kennel Club? Show? I'm pretty sure there is. You think? I bet there is, yeah. I like that pug. I like the gray pug. I'll put a couple of shickles on that. I'm ju- I'm looking right now. If I can find anything, I'll relay yeah. it to you. But, Please do. Uh, Bad dog. They, you can bet on pretty much everything. I'm just yeah, looking at a column here, yeah. and it's like AAF football, politics, uh, let's see, horses, Entertainment. Let's see if there's anything. Entertainment, there. yeah. You can the- you bet on Game of Thrones, Oscars, Grammys. We got the Grammys tonight. Yeah. What do you think about this, that. Andy? Well, I mean, it's going against AAF. I don't know now. I All right, here, let me give you something care. real quick. Let's do a song of the year. Well, there's a lot in this, no, there's too this many category. Songs. There's two, four, six, eight, eight people in this thing. Yeah. That's a little bit too much. Let's see record of the year. Six. They, they got to. Whittle these things down. It's too many. Yeah, I can't give many. you all this stuff at the. I know. It's going to take forever. We'll ask Alex Marvez. He'll join us bottom of the hour in about five minutes from now. He's the sheik. But, you know, here's the question I have. Because so many things happen in the world of sports when you scratch your head and say, why are people doing these things? I mean, you should be smarter than that. I'm talking about Jay Hobson, the coach of Southern Miss, the football coach there. He wanted to hire former Baylor coach Art Bryles as his offensive coordinator. You know, and I say, is it fair? Does the guy get a second chance? And we talked about Jim Turner in the in the other segment. Uh, he got a second chance coming to the Bengals, but kind of like a, in a lower key situation, offensive line coach for the Bengals. But you know, this guy, uh, maybe he wasn't. How responsible was he for the actions on the campus of Baylor University? He committed no crime. You know, should he get involved? I don't know. They say 19 players were accused of sexual assault by 17 women between 2011 and 2016 at Baylor when Art Bros was the coach. So I guess he's somewhat responsible because it happened under his watch, but he committed no crime. Should he now be banned from getting a job in college all over the place? I, I don't know. No, I wouldn't say he should be banned from it. It's it seems just, that way. It's based on your own discretion. I'll tell you this. 
if I was at a school and I was in a position to hire Art Bryles, I would not do that. But if somebody else is and they see it fit and they want to put the school in a position where there's going to be a lot of pushback and a lot of resentment, I mean, you could you could make an argument and say, well, how much do we know he was aware of and how much did he cover up? And there are some of those questions where you better know the answers. One, if you're going to hire him for sure, right? You need right. to know that. But I wouldn't be that guy to hire him. I'll tell you that much. I tell you I, why he didn't get the job. It's not because he's not knowledgeable of football, not because he was a good coach, because no. he did turn Baylor around. People are afraid of the toxic Art Bryles and what would happen when he is announced because the, the exposure and publicity gotten sure. by his hire yeah. is worse than what he could possibly do for your program. That's why he's not going to get hired. Well, he, and I don't buy this that he didn't know anything that was going on. I think that he was choosing to win football games instead of doing the right thing. And I don't think Art Browse is ever going to push for, hey, 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 we got to look at this. This is improper. This isn't right. We got to get to the bottom of it. I don't care if this guy is balling on the football field, if he's doing something that he shouldn't be, but we got to get him off the football field. Like, that's just not what his mindset was. So we shouldn't act like it possibly was. It clearly wasn't. He will get a job somewhere, somehow, uh, on a lower key school, maybe in a not a power five conference, but he'll get a job and work his way back up because that's just the way it works. You know, it, the networking situation, somebody who's a friend of his is on his staff, will hire him and he'll work his way back. And there are going to be people saying that he should never be involved in a situation where maybe uh, a job that's molding young men. And I'm not so certain coaches really mold young men. Uh, well, a lot do. And the coaches that look the other way or try to cover up wrongdoing to those degrees, I mean, that's not exactly what you want. It was ugly. There's no doubt about that. All right. I just wanted to ask you an opinion on the Art Brawl situation, see what's going on with him. But he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. I want to know what really happened in Atlanta. The Sheik, Alex Marvez, tells all next. But first, our own Sheik, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy and Brian. And we start in the NBA with Oklahoma City on the road at Houston. The Thunder fell behind 26 points and rallied back to beat the Rockets 117-112. And Russell Westbrook, his ninth straight triple-double, tying Wilt Chamberlain's NBA record. Donovan Mitchell with 23 points. Rudy Gobert, 21 and 13 rebounds. Utah, a 125-105 win over the San Antonio Spurs. No Giannis on the floor tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks, and they could have used him because they fell to Orlando in pretty big 103-83, the Magic win. Toronto getting closer to the top in the Eastern Conference. With that Milwaukee loss, Mark Gasol made his Raptors debut, and the Toronto team ran away from the Knicks 104-99. And how about the Clippers? A big comeback, erasing a 28-point deficit to win in Boston. They take out the Celtics 123-112. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And yes, guys, I know you thought it was done. You thought it was over. It would be no more. And yet here we are. 
seven and a half hours away from Game 3 of the Alliance of American Football with the Memphis Express playing at the Birmingham Iron. Of course, we'll be back to Brian and Andy coming up in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now let's get back to Andy Furman and Brian No. Thank you, Mr. Irvin. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for all you do for us. Alex Marvez will join us in about a minute. Nose picks in about 10 minutes from now, but right now, let's go to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. The Sheik himself, Alex Marvez, with Brian Owen, Andy Furman. Sheik, how are you? Gentlemen, great to be talking some football with you. Not necessarily NFL football. I will do some of that, of course. But yes, indeed, great to be with you guys on the Sunday morning. Oh, we love you. I know, by the way, you were in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. We want to know what went on behind the scenes. What stories can you share with us? Some some scoops, some behind the scenes. Pull the curtain back. What was going on in Atlanta? Talk to us. Uh, let's see. A lot of Patriots fans came. A lot of Rams fans didn't, but you already know that. I think Pro Football <laughs> Hall of Fame vote was interesting because, you know, it's funny. The longest presentation was for Gil Brandt, 34 minutes in length, and that was because so many people wanted to say nice things about him before right. he got elected. And what was interesting, too, not a huge amount of debate in the room. This was one of the fastest Hall of Fame votes that we've ever had. You know, sometimes you get a polarizing candidate, a Jerry Jones, a Paul Tagliabue, and it could take more than an hour of people weighing in back and forth upon whether this person belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Didn't really have that this year. And I will tell you this, looking ahead to 2020, and I know there's fans of Tony Baselli, Steve Hutchinson, Isaac Bruce, Edger and James, guys who didn't get in. There's really only one surefire Pro Football Hall of Fame candidate, first ballot going in next year. That's Troy Palomalu. I think there's going to be four current guys. If they're able to get back into that final 15 category, who will be able to go in, and we can alleviate some of that logjam that we're getting at certain positions, like the offensive line, or players who simply are worthy, but it hasn't been their time yet, like Edger and James or Isaac Bruce. Uh, Alex, as far as the game goes, a lot of people saying that was a snooze fest. Some pushed back and said, I actually kind of liked it. How did you feel about the quality of the game? And also when it comes to the Rams, we certainly give the Patriots defense a lot of credit, but if you're pointing the finger at one of the Rams, either players or coach, who are you pointing the finger at most? Well, I'm going to split my finger, and they, since they huddle so much together, we got to do Sean McVay and Jared Goff in the same breath, right? And it was just interesting how badly Sean McVay was outcoached. I mean, brutally outcoached. Like, no adjustments made on the offensive side of the football, no originality in the game plan. He made the same mistake that, that yeah, I would have to say Gus Bradley did to an extent with the uh, Chargers and their defense when they played against the Patriots. You know, if you throw the same things at them that they're expecting and the Chargers played a bunch of zone, Tom Brady picked them apart. Well, in the case of the Rams, if you continue to run the same formations, nothing original, yeah, that's going to come back and bite you. But the crazy part is that, and this is why I'm not down on the Super Bowl. A terrible Super Bowl to me is Super Bowl 48. Denver and Seattle where the game is mm-hmm. over by halftime, right? That, yeah. That's a terrible right. Super Bowl. This one was still compelling. And the Rams simply squandered their chances, and that's why it isn't just Sean McVay. You know, Jared Goff, when he's late delivering that pass to Brandon Cooks in the back of the end zone, there goes a touchdown. The terrible decision to throw a lob pass to Brandon Cooks with terrible technique off of your back foot. You're, you know, you're just lobbing the football up there out of desperation when your team isn't, isn't anywhere close to being out of contention. It was still a, a very close game at the time. That's a disastrous play. I mean, Jared Goff, I thought he had taken a step forward in that NFC title game, took two steps back, uh, quite honestly. So those are... Those are the things that stand out to me when we play the blame game for the Rams. Those two guys have to be atop the list. 
He's Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider with Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. And uh, they say timing is everything, and it certainly is because you're a Hall of Fame voter, and you're here today, so I could ask you this question. Julian Edelman's been bantied around his name, Hall of Fame. Would you vote for Julian Edelman for a Hall of Fame uh, vote? No, not even close. I mean, it's the, the body of where I mean, it's it's just silly. It's by people who just don't understand the process or, or have a proper knowledge of the game. I mean, there's ignorance and, and ignorance. Ig- online ignorance is rewarded uh, quite handsomely uh, into this topic of conversation because right, Julian right. Edelman has had two 1,000 yard seasons, I believe, during his time with the New England Patriots. He's a very steady receiver for Tom Brady. Very steady. Obviously does a great job. He's really the key to what makes their passing offense work nowadays. You know, and when he was gone from the first four games of the season, we talk about why did the Patriots start slow? Well, that's a big reason because Julian Edelman, the most dependable target that Tom Brady has, wasn't there. The guy's a fantastic postseason player. Listen, if the guy comes out and has three or four more years performing at a high level, sure. I mean, he'll get into the topic of conversation here, but come on. I mean, when we talk Hall of Fame, think about this. The the standard of wide receiver is Jerry Rice, correct? I mean, so we go from Jerry Rice on down. Do we want to put Julian Edelman in the same grouping as Jerry Rice? Really? I mean, come on. Let's not... Listen, the guy, again, very good player, but if we're going to put Julian Edelman in, do we put Wes Welker in? I mean, Wes Welker's statistics, you know, regular season statistics are far, are far better than Julian Edelman. Oh, and by the way, four-game PED suspension on top of that, yeah, not so much. Yeah, or Deion Branch, he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's not sniffing the Hall of Fame, so I'm with you on that. As far as Dak Prescott goes, he's essentially come out paraphrasing and said, don't expect me to take a Tom Brady team-friendly deal. If you were advising Dak Prescott... Do you see the value in at least taking a little bit less? I'm not going to crush him if he doesn't, but taking a little bit less to change the perspective of a lot of people. Because if he's taking 25 mil, he's going to get crushed every time he underperforms. And I think it would be better if he left a little on the table. They could upgrade that roster and change the perspective of a lot of people. And it would be in his best interest. What do you think about all that? Absolutely incorrect. That is the silliest thing I've ever heard, Brian. No. Think about it if you're in his shoes. You have a chance to make $30 million a year, $32 million a year. Why are you giving a hometown discount like that? Yeah, because because each year the contracts go up. And this is the reality of the NFL. Aaron Rodgers has set the bar $32, $33 million a year. I mean, you know, we have Matt Stafford making $27.5 million a year, $27 million a year. I mean, this is just the way that contracts are going up. The salary cap goes up. You build around these players. I mean, the problem with Dak Prescott is he's got one year left on his rookie deal, so you're talking about $1.2, $1.3 million in salary. That's it. So how do you, you know, at this point you have to ask yourself, okay, over the length of my NFL career, if I decide to play this out, and decide I'm not going to sign a contract and I'm going to go into what's supposed to be my free agent year, understanding the Cowboys are going to franchise tag me at, a, at the cost of about $26, $27 million a year, and they can do it again the following year, am I going to be able to make back the money that I'm losing if I don't agree to a long-term extension right now? Listen, I, I'm not saying that he has to say I want to be the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history, but I don't blame Dak Prescott for trying to, to wring out every penny that he possibly can from Jerry Jones, and Jerry obviously putting himself in an awkward position himself by proclaiming Dak Prescott as his franchise guys for years to come. Plus, if you're Dak Prescott, look, are you happy with Jason Garrett as your head coach? Are, are you happy uh, you know, now with Kellen Moore as your play caller and John Kitna as your quarterback's coach? I mean, you could try to make Make a statement too by saying, "Well, let's let this one play out because I want to see who I'm working with into the future." I mean, I, I don't want. I think Dak Prescott. Every player should try to get as much money as they possibly can. Tom Brady was a different type of situation. 
in terms of coming, you know, having a, having a supermodel wife who makes more than he does, and he, Dak Prescott alluded to that. Tom Brady didn't need the money as badly. Oh, and by the way, what are the Patriots doing spending that money to make them better? I mean, Bill Belichick's coaching makes them better, but it's not like they go out in free agency or even reward a lot of their own players with big money deals. They are a very tightly run ship, and, and I'll tell you what, if you're Robert Kraft, you're thrilled with Bill Belichick because he saves you so much money with the way that he's able to use cheap talent to win games. So, I, I, so Tom Brady's the silliest player in football. Is that what I'm picking up here? Like to act like there's no logic whatsoever in leaving a little bit of money on the table. That's silly. Well, Drew Brees didn't, right? I mean, Drew Brees cashed out on the New Orleans Saints as much as he could. You know what he said? I, I'm doing my job. How about the front office? How about you do your job? How about you draft better? How about you make smarter free agent decisions? We have enough cash to go around. I mean, that's the whole thing, and the Cowboys have enough cash to go around. They just have to be smart with their picks. They have to be smart with their free agent signing. You can build a championship team with a high-priced player so that the margin of error diminishes. But listen, with the, with the Dallas Cowboys, if Dak Prescott suffers a debilitating injury, are they going to pay him the entirety of that contract? Are they going to say out of the goodness of their heart, a la Alex Smith in Washington, right? Listen, we understand. You are such a good team guy. We're going to give you this entire contract, even though you'll never play for us again. No, that's just the reality of football, the reality of the business, and the reality of a league that doesn't have guaranteed contracts. Interesting. Alex Marvez, football has never left us. The AAF is here, the Alliance of American Football. Your early returns are the No Diva League. Yes, no diva league, at least for right now, right? Uh, you know what? It, so here's the, here's the positives about this league. You know, look, you, you, know, you never have a, a second chance to make a first impression. And you think back about, oh, 18 years ago, right, when the XFL debuted uh, on NBC and they had a game that went four and a half hours long and, and all of the, the network affiliates are complaining because they can't put Saturday Night Live on on time and, you know, the game itself is a blowout and it's, on, it's just bad football, right? I, I mean, and you could recognize, even though the, the quality of talent was fine, it was just a bad presentation. You've got to give the Alliance of American Football credit for a, for a strong presentation. The quality of football was probably, you know, maybe a notch above some, most college programs because these are players that, what, 81% of all of these players went to an NFL camp. So that's a positive. I think people like the innovation as far as, you know, seeing the new official, uh, you know, on the field, the sky official. Also the fact that, you know, you hear what's going on in the replay process when you're reviewing a play. Don't, let's not forget here, the NFL, which has very strong ties to the Alliance of American Football, this is like a trial balloon for them. So you're going to see some things that debut in the Alliance of American Football used by the NFL ultimately, and, and, you know, as they try these things out, because they have no place that they can try these things out other than the preseason, and they're really reticent to do that sort of thing. So for one week, all is well with the Alliance of American Football. The question becomes this, as injuries begin to mount, does the quality of play diminish? Do any of these teams begin to develop traction, so to speak? Do you start to build an Orlando Apollos fan base or the Birmingham Iron? Do you start associating players with them. I mean, this will be interesting. I'm curious to see what the television rating is. I think there was a nice curiosity to it. But as far as sustained success, uh, it's a good first start for the Alliance of American Football. Let's see where they're at a month from now, and we'll go from there. And we'll check with you at that time. I'm sure we will. Alex Marvez, get him on Twitter, at Alex Marvez. He's the man. He's the Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Have a wonderful day and a better week. See you, Lex. Thank you so much. By the way, get 20 bucks from Brian No, because he's going to leave some more money on the table so we can hire some more staffing yeah. at Fox. Go jump oh, in a river. Wow. Listen, uh, Go jump in a river. A cold river. <laughs> got to take that shot all the time. All right. Have a good one. Brian No, Thanks, Andy gentlemen. Furman. Wait till you hear one way to flush away a team loss. That's next. 
From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Nose picks coming right up about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman at Fox Sports Sunday. By the way, at the top of the hour, that would be... 9 a.m. on the East Coast, Mike Harmon, Dan Beyer will join you for some entertainment and information in the world of sports. Get them on Sirius XM Channel 83, iHeartRadio on their app, and many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. That's Harmon and Beyer or Beyer and Harmon. Take your pick. But right now, it's time for my guy, Brian No and Nose Picks. Are you ready for it? Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for Nose Picks. All right, Andy Furman, I got to save some time so I can tear into your guy, Alex Marvez, at the oh, end let of the it show. Go. When we go let our it own go. Way, but, well, I'm going to go rapid fire here. Huh. Man, it was bad last week. 0-5 in the prop bets, Andy Furman. I was hideous. I went all in on James White receiving yards and longest reception. That didn't work out. I had over with the Patriots penalty yards. Looked like some pass interference a couple of times. Didn't work out. Had the Rams in the three-way first quarter line. It was scoreless. So it was just a loser of a day on Super Sunday. So we got to make up for it, Andy You must have been bitter. No, I wasn't. I went small stakes on the Super Bowl. I wanted to enjoy it, but we got to make that up. So I go back to the well. I'm looking at you, UCF. I'm taking SMU at home today, minus the two points. Go Mustangs. I'm looking at the NBA. The Miami Heat and Warriors play today. The total is 221.5. I like the under today. I just got to hunch the under is going to play. All right? right. Miami is crushing it offensively. And... You know, Golden State might sleepwalk through this one. I'm taking the under. I'm looking at the AAF. Oh, yeah. Give me those Birmingham iron minus three today at home hosting Memphis. So there you go. SMU minus two, the under in the Golden State game, and the iron. What do you and think about that, Pumping iron. Andy? Pumping the iron, baby. I love it. Yeah. I love the there iron. You go. There you go. All right. It's All our right. time. To go your own way. I'll make what a quick look. I got Premier League football today. I got Brighton Shane Duffy. He revealed one of the most bizarre superstitions in football. His lucky toilet. Yes, he picks a cubicle when he arrives in an away dressing room. And then, religiously, he ensures he only uses that one for the rest of the day. Premier League, by the way. Quote, he says, if there are three cubicles and someone is in my one, I have to wait. Sometimes I'll move people across and say, get out of there, even though the others are empty. It's weird, I know, he says, but all the boys know about it. I don't pick which cubicle until I get to the ground. Then I stick to it. There you go. Flush it, baby. Flush it. I got a quick question for you, Andy Furman. Yes. Did Tim Duncan have a supermodel wife worth $400 million like Tom Brady does? Here we go. I'm, does I'm he, not getting does, My name is does, West. Don't get me does in this he No, a no he does no, not. No, he does All right, so to act like you have to have a supermodel wife worth $400 million, and that's the only way you could possibly leave money on the table, just isn't true. It's inaccurate. So I think that in terms of Dak Prescott, he says he's not going to leave any money on the table. I've made it perfectly perfectly clear. I'm not going to criticize him for that. But I think there is logic if they're offering $25 million a year saying, 
you know, give me 23 and a half. Give me 23. You're leaving a little money on the table, upgrading the roster around you and putting yourself in a better position to cash in but I like while winning Super she- Bowls and all that. There's uh, logic in it. Don't tell no. me it's First illogical. of all, no one in their right mind is leaving any money on the table at all in this day and age. No one, you wouldn't, I wouldn't, no one does. Really? Because Tom Brady uh, is right now. So well, he's happening. a different animal. Different animal. Oh, and oh, okay. Alan, different Alex animal. Marvez said the greatest thing when Drew Brees milked New Orleans dry, said, hey, you got the money front office. Do a better job in drafting and picking players. Listen to you flip-flopping to say that uh, no, there's I, no logic. There this is straight. logic. So, so if, if Dak Prescott says, you know what, I'm going to – Give me 23 instead of 25. You're going to be crushing him for not taking that. No, no. You know oh, what, though? Okay, all right. So I, and I agree with you. We talked about this two hours ago. We talked about it. I said, yes, it would make him look good in the public eye as well. It really would. But it's not going to happen because no one right. except Tom Brady does. Hey, and by the way, props to Bill Walton. He ate a lit candle on top of a cupcake last <laughs> night. Power move right there. I love it. Have a great day and a better week. Enjoy it. Harmon next with Bayer on Fox. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.